What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 21st, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, good old one-tab Aldo, Aldo Soto. One-tab, now it's three tabs open, maybe a fourth. Oh. Um, I've got, I'm, I'm going to be honest with the, the audience. Uh, they're going to hate to hear it, but I don't got much this week, just like uh, everyone in Major League Baseball. Nothing's going on, uh, but I, I'm going to love to engage in the uh, 2024 Sox Festival War that you guys got going on over there. It is entertaining. And as <laughs> always, the good Reverend K. Fids. I think that the White Sox should actually have a specific podcaster-only special uh, festival um, oh, so that God. podcasters, because there's none of them, especially on White Sox Twitter, ever um, and they can bring those podcasters together because podcasters, we know, are way more important than even season ticket holders, which are who are, of course, more important than the peasants up in the 500. So let's make it really fair. Let's do it the right way. Uh, let's just and right it. off the bat, for those of you watching us live on Wednesday night, we do know it is Wednesday. Hey, we always say up. Thursday because we upload this podcast for the masses to listen to, and that's usually on Thursday. You're in a time. Yeah, I appreciate Appreciate you listening, though, bud. Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, Head over to the YouTube, subscribe, and then pass it on to a friend. Yes, like uh, like and subscribe. Um, so as Aldo mentioned, uh, apparently MLB, like the corporate world, uh, basically is phoning it in to the rest of the end of the year. Uh, not a lot of cooking. Basically, that Yamamoto dude has everybody hostage. For how many more days does he have left posted? I think it's still 10 days, maybe? I think yeah, they said it was going to get done by Christmas, though. So he's got us by the short and curlies for another week or so. Um, so there's really not much going on. So uh, we do got some stuff to talk about. There are rumored offers for Yamamoto. There are uh, people with really bad Cody Bellinger takes. Um, and as Aldo <laughs> mentioned, there was a wild day on White Sox Twitter on Tuesday. I mean... Oh, yeah. We had guys that are normally good guys doing heel turns. We oh. had like people coming in over the top. It's just who had Creed becoming the villain of the day? It, I didn't. It, it's that. probably I, one of the biggest, biggest heel turns in White Sox Twitter history, and I was there for it. I was. I there has been, there hasn't been a day where I just sat there and just refreshed Twitter and laughed all day <laughs> in a long time. And, and, and that's and, what that was. And the heel turn was one of the best genuine dudes on White Sox Twitter, which made it it's even my guy. Yeah, it made we're it gonna even get into that. Uh, yeah, we, we get it out. We're going to get into all that. So all, all that right, and more, here. if you're watching us live, get in the comment section because we are in peak off-season podcasting tonight, folks. Uh, so let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for. 
waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications so you get all the latest and greatest White Sox, Bears, Cubs, Blackhawks news. Um, Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. I can tell you, got a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, there is some big stuff coming in 2024 for Sports Mockery and sportsmockery.com. So in an effort to continue to get better, uh, the fellas got some things that they're going to be pushing out. You're going to want to be signing Otani. I already got the hat, but so download uh, Sports Mockery, go the app, turn on the push notifications, and also brought to you by Uncle Buds for you OG Southsiders. It's where TCs used to be on 97th and Cicero. Uh, you're home for the holidays, or your other family came home for the holidays, uh, so you need a drink. So why not go to Uncle Buds? Uh, Check them out, 9700 South Cicero. They got great food specials, great drink specials. And, again, there's something popping every night there. Uh, trivia, darts, uh, slot machines that pay out, bingo. Uh, they got live music all the time. And it's not – I'm not a big – I like live music at a bar guy. Actually, for probably a decade, I was the guy that as soon as the band started, like, tuning up, I was like, all right, I'm going somewhere else. Um, but I was there not too long ago, and the band started playing – it was not obnoxious. What are you doing? I don't know. My camera just decided it was going to focus on my tele. What the hell? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, if Barstool oh. wants, they can buy the show for a lot of money. But yeah, we did not get bought by Barstool. But we are brought to you by Uncle Bud's, where you can sit on a bar stool. It's true. And have some refreshing beverages and a delicious meal. Uncle Bud's, ninety seven hundred South. Cicero in Oak Lawn. All right. Um, let's just start with the small stuff because I have a feeling the Civil War is going to take pretty much the whole show. <laughs> it, uh, makes, it makes the Avengers look like. The, the news, though, that came out, it's like everything, everyone is pounding the fact that the Yankees are the front runner for Yamamoto. Now, I was going to say Vag. If you're not familiar with this dude, Yamamoto. Yes, Ray, throw in a good word. Uh, if you are not familiar with this cat and you're bored because there's really nothing going on, Google his highlights. This dude pops triple digits, has crazy motion on the ball, and he makes it look effortless. Like he's throwing BP. It's wild. He did really good in the World Baseball Classic. He's a commodity, and obviously he is a hot topic right now as he's arguably, or he is, the best pitcher available in the free agent market. Now, the way that it's, it works, for those that aren't familiar, when you play pro ball in Japan, you have to play for your contract, and then the team you play for has to agree to post you, basically putting you, giving you the ability to field offers and talk to major league baseball teams, but there is a small period to do it, which I kind of dig. I think MLB should kind of look into something, doing something like this. Cause it, it's like a shot clock for free do it for other players. <laughs> yeah. I'm maybe all about we'll, it. Maybe we'll get some signings in December. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's a 30 day period, right? Uh, it's where it's weird. It's for different for, for some players. It's 30. I think, uh, for him, it's 45. Okay. 45 days. So, 
there's been a lot of stuff going on. I think he has uh, until January fourth is the de- deadline. And so everyone's saying the Yankees is are the front runners. Yankees are the front runners. Yankees are the front runners. If you have been following baseball free agency for like the last decade, you know that if someone is just continuously talked about as the front runners, they're probably not going to win. They're Except probably the not the front runners. Except for well, the Otani, yeah, that was. <laughs> so. On, I believe it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, it came out that the Dodgers are just, they just blatantly were like, you know what, fuck it. We're going to throw 350 at this guy. 350 or 250? I think it was 350. Hold on. I'm seeing a headline right now that says, uh, Dodgers considering offer in the range of, or between 250 million and 300 million. Okay, so 250 to 300. So, Pretty solid chunk of change. Now, there's a couple things going on here. Um, he's Otani's homeboy. They play with each other uh, in Japan. They were on the same team. They were on the WBC team together. Uh, when he had his meeting with the Dodgers, apparently, like, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Otani uh, came into the room and discussed why he should be a Dodger. Um, that's a pretty tough act to follow, so – if the Yankees are going to land him, it's going to be because they can offer a significant amount more money. That's the only thing they would persuade him to basically play on the other coasts as his best friend. Cause they kind of put this on a T. One of the reasons why Otani deferred the money like he did was so they can go out and make these kind of moves. Yep. Um, I still in my heart of hearts think he's going to uh, the Dodgers. But, yeah. So, I'm sitting there. No, we're leading off with this because I have a microphone and you will listen to every word I have to say, <laughs> sir. Uh, that's that. And then the more other. Out, more outbursts and choke you to death with my microphone. The other baseball news, though, that I did want to touch on is there's this horrible take going around that the reason Cody Bellinger hasn't been signed yet is because people are worried about his similarities to Eric Hosmer. When really the only similarities he has to Eric Hosmer is that they both have the same agent. They both are hitting free agency at the age of 28, and they both had similar OPSs. They both also have two legs. They have two legs, two arms. Um, That's pretty much it. They play baseball, and they use a bat Bat sometimes when they swing. Sometimes they don't need one. They just need a toothbrush. But I just wanted to point out how just horrendous that take was. It's toys. Terrible take. You, uh, I was gonna say the only thing I'm gonna add to that is yes, and follow whoever you want on Twitter. But I do judge uh, people who follow MLB executive, especially whatever if you the account it is. or quote tweet it. <laughs> yeah, like no like major league executive is comparing Cody Bellinger to Eric Hosmer, not a single one. So that tells us that whoever's running yeah. that count is definitely not doesn't know ball. They just don't know ball. They might be an MLB uh, executive assistant. Meaning that they, uh, you know, schedule things on the calendar, but they are not an executive. So that's the baseball stuff. Uh, oh, Cody, by the way, like things are shaping up to me being right about Cody Bellinger signing until like, like spring training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're they're uh, definitely holding out, and they should. Hey, yeah. I've always said, but I know people hate Boris. Oh, I mean, he's doing exactly what he what Boris his job really description old is. In interviews. Um, hard when you're chasing get, the team from stranger. Get your star player, star money. It helps the player. It helps every other player in the union. It's a good thing. Does it suck for his fans? Well, too bad. I mean, these these guys are going to get signed eventually. It's fine. 
and I think we talked about it before we went on. I think 250 gets it done. I think 250 with a creative contract, maybe a little heavy at the front when he's a little bit more going to be more productive, more backloaded towards the back where it's maybe a movable contract or it's just a less of a hit for a guy that might be becoming a mentor figure as a first baseman. So again, you're not just paying Cody Bellinger if you're the Cubs to just be your center fielder and maybe a first baseman rotating around. You're you're teaching you're paying this guy to be a mentor uh, to one of the top prospects the Cubs have had the last 50 years. And that's a huge part of the deal with what he can do with Pete Grover Armstrong, who is a very similar ball player, fast, great defensive player, a lot of, lot of, lot of potential in this league. But to learn how to be a pro from a guy that is an MVP, the guy that has won a World Series, a guy that has tasted uh, the highest mountaintop and the lowest of the lows, he can really help guide a kid like Pete Grover Armstrong through his highs and lows. And that's, you know, that to me, you're paying for more than just performance. You're paying for more than the defense. You're you're paying for the clubhouse guy that Cody Bellinger, we know him to be, which is a perfect, perfect, uh, you know, that, that, that right there is worth 5 million a year for God's sake. So I think, I think two fifty gets it done. I don't know if the Cubs will go up to 10 years. I think you get like a seven year deal with some escalators. That'll make the contract somewhere around two fifty by the time it's all said and done. If the Cubs have balls and they want Cody Bellinger, they can throw that down and get it and get it done immediately. But I still don't think the Cubs have the sack to do something as big as that. And you know, in this league, you've got to pay superstars to get superstars. You've got to pay more than everybody else in the league to get those superstars. I'm not entirely sold the Cubs are willing to do that. Now, I think the Blue Jays might because the Blue Jays are feeling a little embarrassed from that plane ride. And I think the Giants still may because the Giants also see some of the uh, potential in a guy that can move around the uh, you know the outfield and can play you know first base a little bit for you too, especially if they're going to lose at guys like Brandon Belt, right? So you've got options besides us. Just kind of sucks because... You know, I was told that the privilege of playing at Wrigley was more than enough to get an, a lower salary for some of these guys because it's some sort of – they should be paying Cub fans to be playing for us. The word fans over it. Yeah. And that's another account that I definitely judge you on. If you quote tweet that Dom Cubs guy, <laughs> we're not going to be talking baseball anytime Kevin, soon. Kevin's uh, quote tweeting him. All right. I, do not. I think it's – I think yeah, it's an insult. Just, now that we've wasted 15 minutes of people's time, we can get we into... We need to get to the White Sox 40-man roster. Um, yeah, we need yeah, to break down these minor league signings. We're going to break down Eric Fetty. Uh, this is his freshman year of high so, school. So, thoughts on uh, Jimmy Lambert surviving the uh, the 40-man roster cuts right now? Knock if you buck, boy. Knock <laughs> if you buck. Uh, all right, so here's what happened. Let me, let me paint you all a picture. For those of you that aren't, as addicted to White Sox Twitter as some other people. Well, first and foremost, White Sox Twitter, uh, also known as the cesspool, uh, as the former GM referred to, it wasn't too far off. Um, <coughs> on Tuesday, White Sox announced that they're going to be having a season ticket holder event, which nothing new there they've been doing it for years you know it's for the season ticket holders i think i've never gone but i've seen pictures from you know friends that have gone people from white Sox where have gone they mingle with the players the coaching staff looks like it's really swanky uh some nice food drinks you know whatever good for them um but where it got weird and where it was i don't know I'm upset about it, not the season ticket holder thing. I think they should, whatever. They've been doing that shit for years. I don't understand why people are all of a sudden. People are mad that there's no Sox Fest. 
There hasn't been for a couple years now, coincidentally, when this team has gone completely off the rails shit show. So it seemed like people were upset that there's no Sox Fest, but they're still doing a season ticket holder event. And then some of the people that have season ticket holder season ticket holders were like, but yeah, we should have an event. And people took that as like them being elitist almost. And it got really weird. Here's a good breakdown from Uncle Beef. Season ticket holders are finally getting a benefit for their season ticketness. And that made everyone who has never attended Sox Fest mad. It was great. Yeah. And he's right. Most of these people attending Sox yelling about Sox Fest never attended, but it was really funny to see how quickly it went from like an argument about your favorite baseball team doing something shitty to, well, basically like money and like who's a bigger fan. And the heel that we were referring to at the top of the broadcast is a good friend of good friend of mine. You know, I know you guys know him too, but, uh, I'm not going to say his government name, but me and my sock summer have been homies for a while now. He's a D- fucking hell of a guy. DB Cooper. Guy. If you didn't yeah. know, DB Cooper. Um, Hijacked a plane once. Usually a really like- easygoing kind of just, you know, pocket goes with it type shit. Complete heel turn was just like fighting people off. Like, fuck you. There should be a season ticket holder event, like all this stuff. And, the thing is, the thing, the reason why I was laughing throughout the whole thing is I knew what MSS was trying to say the entire time, but for it's, some reason he couldn't get it out the way he wanted it to, and it came off as you don't do shit. For, I do more for this team than you do. I spend more money on this team than you do. Therefore, I should have this, and I don't care that you don't. And that's where the whole like elitist versus whatever thing, and it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, towards like the end of the night, he summarized it and said what I pretty much thought he was trying to say the whole time was it sucks that there's no white, there's no socks fest. But as a season ticket holder, he is pretty financially connected to the team, but the season ticket holder should have an event. They should have perks. I just thought it was a bit much. I thought it was a bit much that he called everybody peasants. That that was uncalled for. I wish he would have. He waved a white handkerchief at them. I wish he would have. At that point, I was like, yeah. Callers. It was really strange that he, he chose to call them peasants. And said yeah, that and that's take. another thing in the I comments. Like <laughs> My Sox Summer loves Sox Fest. I know he does. I've been to Sox Fest with him. Like, that's his yeah, crap. that's a Super Bowl, dude. Fucking yep. memorabilia. You get to taste new beers, see the new food, meet the players, get autographs on shit that you can flip on eBay. Like, Part in an elevator and pretend it's someone else. It's great. Yes. But so he has every bit of reason to be mad about it as everybody else. And it turned into this whole thing, dude. It was wild, though. The way people were just turning on people and taking sides and shit. I was fucking dying laughing the entire time. The entire time. I've even said on this show before that I don't think the White Sox do enough for their season ticket holders. I am not one. I was one for one season like 10 years ago. Didn't renew after that. Well, there was a lot of other outside factors that came into that, but they should do more. Like a lot of teams have a specific entrance for season ticket holders, so they don't have to wait in line. And the way things go now on the South side, that would be a huge perk. 
and they also i know they already get the all the giveaways but they send them like a package at the end of the year with everything in there but if you didn't have to wait in line that's a huge perk for season ticket holders just little shit like that they don't get a lot for being season tickets and season tickets are not cheap folks they are not like you are unless you're like an expert or you're really putting in the effort to like flip your tickets to make your money back like that's a fucking investment and I'm I'm actually a little nervous. You make me nervous with that too, because I actually am really considering uh, investing in some Las Vegas Athletics season tickets. Well, they're well, they actually care about their teams and the product they're putting out there. Do they? So, do they care? Do they? Do, do, uh, do they? 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 Oh, just athletic guys. people? Yeah, yeah, just the <laughs> athletic people. The athletic people of Las Vegas. All the athletic people but, around town. Those guys with the abs. Fuck them, by the way. They're so going to That's pretty oh. much it in a nutshell. My thing is, I go to SoxFest. I've been fortunate enough to get credentials, media credentials, for reasons I still don't know, for the last couple SoxFest. And I was able to talk to players on camera, meet people, whatever. But even before that, I got pictures – Back from when I was probably eight years old or whatever, being at SoxFest, I have some fantastic memories at SoxFest over the years uh, with my dad, with my aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that. But it's upsetting to me that it's not there because this is something that I very much want to pass down to my son is that experience that you get a hotel room. And when you're a little kid, like that's a big deal. And like, there's a chance. I remember there's a couple things. I was a massive Robin Ventura fan when I was a kid player, not the manager still hate that that tarnishes legacy, but the player Robin Ventura, huge fan. The line, the line to get his autograph was crazy long that year. And my dad was like, hey, man, I'm sorry, we're not doing this. And I was bummed out. I got it, but I was really upset. Later that day, we went and got dinner or whatever and hung out. And then we get in the elevator to go back up in our room. Guess who's in the fucking elevator? Robin Ventura and his wife. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. I was never, I was completely starstruck. My dad's like elbowing me, like talk to him, talk to him. And then I finally said, hi, Mr. Ventura. And he signed my hat right there. Now that's a fucking cool story, man. And that's like why I've been a Robin Ventura fan my entire fuck Carlton Fisk. Why I've been a Robin Ventura fan my whole life. Uh again, player, not manager. But stuff like that, man. I got I could sit here and probably fill an hour with stories from Soxfest over the years because it was 20 years of going to Soxfest, basically. It's just it's very disappointing, man. It's not even the part where I'm mad anymore. It's just extremely disappointing. The Cubs even have a fucking fan fest. And we do have a story that goes along with that, too, by the way. It's a nice little segue because they do have one. But guess who's not going to be there this year? Well, and the normal executive, fine. the owners are like, nope, which is plays with this, too. So you've got Sox Fest not happening. you got Cubs Con, Cubs Convention to me still. I don't call it Cubs Con, for God's sakes. But you have two two franchises in town. One doesn't want to do anything, and the other one just wants to do just enough to, like, you know you're going to make money. For them, like it's a money grab uh, because they're not even they're not going to answer many questions because they're although the eighty four is it an eighty four panel that Cubs have this year? Is there a nineteen eighty four panel? Maybe it'll be nice. Yeah, Scott Sanderson, maybe. 
Maybe get some Steve Trout was, on there. So right. I was looking back right now on the the last uh, Sox Fest. I did forget that. I remember that you were at the 2019 one, but you were also at the 2020 one. We got yeah. here you interviews with Nick Madrigal, Andrew mm-hmm. Vaughn, Dylan Cease. These were great yep. times. It was awesome, dude. And it was just, it was brutal, man. And again, even when I was in like my early 20s, I'd go to Sox Fest. I, I'm I'm gonna turn this into like Zoe's Sox Fest. Fucking remember the time fest, but uh, I was sitting in the in the lobby of the hotel. We were we got after it pretty good, and I was the last man standing. And in typical super classy Southside fashion, I'm sitting in the lobby with like a 24 case of beer with like seven beers left in it next to me in the lobby of this nice hotel, and I'm just kind of zoning out, whatever, and. Who walked in? Fucking John Danks, baby. Hey, with a big old with with a big old lip in. Hey, man, you <laughs> might have one of them beers. Sure, buddy. Why don't you go ahead and sit down? We'll have some beers. Finished off the case. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. I think we talked about baseball for a minute. Everything else was about college football. Um, one year I after. Like go ahead. I was just saying, like this. What is so hard about like? Okay, you could literally a, a regular bar could put on maybe like I don't know, like go to Reggie's and like put on some sort of event, whatever. But looking at what they used to do, it's spread with White Sox Youth Academy mini field with clinics and batting cages, which we get that at the yep. one one you know the one oh eight fest is the same thing except it's a it's not clinic, it's a youth academy, but it's like really more preternatural. Um, then you got the White Sox Charities Garage Sale, which offers memorabilia and game used items. I mean that is. That into itself is amazing for fans. What does that require other than a little bit of effort? You know, you've got a Twitter vending machine and a sock social lounge with a photo. Bo- just put the fucking photo booth up. Great. Take some pictures. Cool. Now, 2019 six ticket. This is from the actual 2019. You got autographs with your favorite team members and a White Sox store. With a- I'm like, what is so hard about putting that on for your so, family? Like, just some of the. Get- so- Are the White Sox secretly funding the 108 fan meetings? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. there's, there's, there's way more clinics at the 108 fest actually than uh if you go in the back no, side of actually, no no Fitz, you're confusing that after you go to the 108 fest you have to go to the clinic oh that's right that's right that's <laughs> you, right that's you, you, right. Screw, you screw that up you, you're yeah, messing yeah, yeah. that up you get the um, i think the most annoying part is like it's just they're hiding dude it's, it's yeah blatant. it's their hide. it's like it's just they're make cowards. up whatever it's, bullshit excuse you want to make Like they did the COVID thing in 2020 fair, obviously 2021 still, right? Maybe stretching it a little bit, but okay, fine. But like they didn't do it last year, this year. Pirates even have a fan fest for God's sakes. Just like say something like you're going to get, I guess, I mean, they're going to get shit on regardless, but like it just, yeah, it's why, why are you hiding from Red water park? Why are you hiding from it? And you can stay the fuck away from everybody. They can have their shirts off. It's great. Do something. Do something for your fans. And again, it's the biggest thing is this is how you build up that next wave of fans like kids like mm-hmm. little zoe going to this and being like socks fest is the greatest thing i love the white Sox. i'm gonna do a podcast and annoy people when i'm older like that's what people that's what happens you know what i mean and fuck dude i just i think they're missing it i've heard um i've heard from some people that know a lot more than i do about this kind of stuff that the white Sox actually lose money when they do socks fest and so that's one of the factors why it's not being taken place. I know. And that to me, I get you lose money like that weekend, but in the long term, you got to make money because some of these kids grow up to be pinkied up season ticket holders mm-hmm. because of the times they had at Sox Fest. But yeah. 
it's one of the things short-sighted stuff and losing losing the yep. big picture but one of the things that I do, forest. one of the things i want to acknowledge because i think it's amazing that they do it is the 108 guys and i know people will be like oh you talk about these guys all the time well one they are the homies and two they do some really great stuff for the white Sox community and one of the things they do is they stepped up in the absence of Sox fest and they still have this you know, 108 day. It's at Reggie's right by where Sox Fest used to be in the hotels there. Total blast. And they have great fucking panels. Um, diverse sells panels out. Too. Sells yeah, out. Sells, so, like, it's already sold out this year. This one's already great, sold out. It's a great place where White Sox Twitter also comes together to squash beefs. Yep. Um, or or, or fight, try and fight each other. And I think try and, uh, someone, I think, tried to spit on someone last year, too. It happens, but it's oh, also a place to squash that. beefs. You're going to have to tell me that story offline. Because I did not know that. I'm online. Um, what do you think? I'm banned this year. I'm not allowed to go, apparently. Someone told me I was banned. Um, There's my mom. But but it's a great thing. They step up. They have the panels. They come from all walks of life. You got bloggers, podcasters, uh, radio personalities, media personalities that are normally very buttoned up, get to let their hair down a little bit uh, because, you know, they're not, no one's recording it and shit. And it makes for some great. It's just a drama, great time. Drama, drama, you, drama, drama, drama. Ooh, Missy, you lied to Alex. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to go again this year. And I get to meet a lot of you in the comments, a lot of you that are listening in person. I think that's awesome, too, because... Name tag was free. Yeah, fuck, please have a name tag on. Because <laughs> I feel like such a dickhead. People are like, what's up, so? And I'm like... Hey. What's up, dude? Yo, big dog. I put that meme up. Yo, big dog. Like, I just, I don't. Um, first of all, I'm terrible with names to begin with, but it's weird. I'm not gonna talk like call you by your Twitter handle to your face. Have you ever done that, like out loud to somebody? It's just a a weird feeling to be like, "What's up, Super Chief Forty Two? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. who was I, it last year? Oh, fuck. Up, who was Steve, it Twenty six, uh, forty eight, seventy four. Yeah. Who was it that had the 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 Roy Hobbs jacket? Um, God, who was it? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, I don't recall. One of the highlights of my nights before everything turned to to darkness and a McDonald's at four in the morning. Oh God, Uber Eats to my hotel at four in the morning. Yeah, that's why you guys need the the username on the name tags. You know, I was going to go to the Bears game that that Sunday too, and then they announced Justin Fields wasn't playing, and I'm like, I might actually just lay in this hotel room for the next like six hours and watch that bad game i actually didn't leave the hotel till the afternoon when i had that dinner but that was one of the what's what's the last thing you remember from uh from the 2020 sox fest oh i remember interviewing you had those interviews i mentioned with yeah and that was actually the year that you got the pat you got the you got the microphones and stuff remember yep and they came out with the the goose island white sox beer that year Mm -hmm. and so they had like a taste test of that and that's where i ran into uh oh i saw and like purposely ran into my socks summer and also the socks in the basement guys were there uh my socks summer was giving everyone with the pulse 108 koozies like it was pretty funny uh i thought he was shooing everyone away who wasn't a season ticket holder <laughs> well some years it's baby yeah which and I, mine stands up without even having to stand it up it just i've been using it for Cleaning. They should have had uh, that for uh, Game Four of the ALDS against the. One of the, definitely one of the things I remember that year was thinking it was a really short walk from the, uh, like the event room to Reggie's 
was not a short walk. Very fucking cold that night, too. Um, but I did meet a lot of people that year, especially out of other years, that like uh, I still talk to this day, and a lot of people that I respect their work. And that's one of the big things for me with 108 Days, seeing everyone's great and telling people thank you for supporting us, but also being able to see other people that write about the White Sox, talk about the White Sox, just even tweet about the White Sox and be like, hey, man. Your shit makes me laugh. I appreciate it. Or like, hey, I like listening to your show. Just shit like that. It's it's important to me to be able to do that for people because obviously I, for the last decade, have put a lot of work into type, this type of shit uh, directly or indirectly. And it's it's important for me to acknowledge people, especially face-to-face, mm-hmm. that I appreciate what they do for this type of shit because it's, uh, you know, contrary to what my uncles and family are going to tell me this Christmas, this shit isn't easy. You don't just turn it on and go, okay, let's talk. I mean, me, me and you two and Mitch, we talk every fucking day, like nonstop. And if there's something that happens in the world of sports, I know about it within the first like 15 minutes, I will say. And and if you try to tell someone else in the group that they say, uh, we already did you not yeah. read the share? Although I already shared it. Yep. Shit. That I was yeah. Talking. We handle we hand out a lot of tardy slips in the chat. There's there's a lot of tardy slips in the chat. You know what's fun too? Last year I got to I got to pretend to be senior socks for like a whole hour. That was yeah. Pretty, everyone I, they thought I was senior socks, and then I, I told them that my sperm's not nearly as fertile. Um, and Fizz, I'm not making light of it because I thought it was awesome that you actually got to meet all these guys in person, and you guys got to talk out whatever you needed to talk out. But it there is nothing that will prove more the theory that people with Twitter, Twitter fingers versus in person are two different people. So short. Everyone's so short. 108 day is the most living, (laughs) breathing proof of that because I've seen people that have told each other they want to kill each other on Twitter, like cheers and beers and drinking at 108 day. Like, it's like, okay, it's, uh, it's pretty funny, man, but it's a real festivist. You're actually able to sit there and like, actually like, look someone in the eye because people beef on like i, I will say this because last year <laughs> the shit that was going on people beef on twitter right you put everybody <laughs> Definitely. i did have a little bit of i was a little darker though i was a little tanner i've been golfing a little bit uh but it's a it's an opportunity for everybody to get in there and like again people are very different when you're standing five feet from them and you can also it, you can also give someone more of yourself in that in that proximity as well like in the sense that like if i wanted you know the people that we were you know that was going on last year or whatever and when we went to you know i surprised you it was really great and it's fun but i did i wanted to see these people and, and say hello and and squash whatever the shit it was because it's it just there's bigger picture shit in the world and when you get in there and you do get to be in someone's like geographic proximity all of a sudden you're able to it's 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 easier than the twitter characters and and people can catch your sarcasm because you're speaking and you can look someone in the eye you can shake you their can hand and say i'm fucking, over it you know yeah. And that's that's the mannerism part of it that people don't yeah. get is it, it becomes like a, a forgiveness fest because you, everyone's going to beef and argue with each other at some point or whatever. And you know, like this year, you know, Missy can finally you know tell tell Alex face to face that that uh, no no I can't think of anything because they, they were just on that broadcast last Friday. But it's a great opportunity oh, for everybody to get in there. Beef, Kevin, squash, squash, man. Beef. squash beef loaf really is what it is. But everyone gets in there and has a great time and they fix shit, which is that mm-hmm. stuff I love because. Honestly, it makes things so much better in the world that if you can just kind of just put something behind you and just move on. And it makes the, uh, yeah, exactly. That's my festivist grievance, by the way. People that tell yep. me to stay out of White Sox business. No, just kidding. Um, uh, it's a good stuff. And that's that a big uh, 
Because people that can really said, uh, people do have beef for uh, for this year's uh, uh, one hundred eight day. Yeah. Uh, take out to the alley. Uh, yeah, you know. I was gonna say, who we got tickets for that? We, I need, some- uh, we need to get some stories this off season. It's been boring as hell. We got some. Yeah. We got some backside slap fights in the back alley. I keep fucking refreshing Twitter, hoping Yamamoto would just fucking sign somewhere. So it's not gonna happen until like Christmas, no. dude. Yeah, what a dick! He would do that. Uh, another really good one away fest story was I was standing there, and all of a sudden, a gentleman just rifled off my childhood address to me, and <laughs> I was I've never been more scared in my entire life. And I turned around and it was Mailman Jack, who had, been, <laughs> who had been the mailman from my parents and my childhood home for quite some time. But in those five seconds, there was like a five second moment where I was like, this guy's going to like rip my skin off and wear it as a mask. Like, this is fucking scary as shit. And, but you guys know Jack. Jack's fucking yeah. awesome. But yeah, it was just, there, you get moments like that. You get to meet people. Um, People buy you drinks. You buy people drinks. It's a, it's a great atmosphere all around. And if you don't have tickets for this year, you fucked up. Get them early next year. Or everybody tweet to My Sock Summer right now to get a bigger room next year. Just tweet yeah. it at him. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm – it really – I was really mad. Like, screaming, angry, like, fucking pissed off about No Socks Fest. And – Mainly it's just because, again, I want to take my kid. But now it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like, what the f- You know what I mean? It's like. Like you said, it's just like them hiding. It's like just the. Just don't care about your fans. Did Don't Like, not even worthy of a statement. Like, a, it could be a single statement. Like, whatever reason they want to come up, they can't even do yeah. that. No. Like, come on. I mean, yeah. Ian, Herbie has a lot of fun at 108 Day. 108 Day is awesome. Ian, um, you're a fucking Falcon too. If you haven't seen him since high school, that means that you also attended Wheaton North. Wheaton North, shout out. Which means you were oh. a neighbor too. <laughs> Missy's not joking. She really did tweet at MSS. Hey, my sex summer. Can we get a bigger room for 108 Fest next year? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be fucking mad. But the whole, I guess, to kind of come full circle, the whole season ticket holder versus regular. I guess non-season ticket holder fan. That shit just got so blown out of fucking proportion, and it was stupid. It doesn't well, make. What I was thinking f- about was th- this is what happens when uh, you have a team who's like on rebuild number two, missed yep. had a one oh, year 100%. window, <laughs> and like this is if, what happens. If the White Sox are coming off yeah. a hundred win season, you know they made it to the championship series, you know lost to a better team, whatever. Uh, and hey, they made a move or two, got a big free agent. Sox fans are like, ah, Sox Fest. What, all right, well, I'm I'm looking forward to April. Right, I'm looking for open for opening day. Yeah, <laughs> like do they don't think, care like, about Sox Fest. Do you think January. Dodgers fans are sitting? Dodgers fans are sitting there right now arguing about season ticket holders versus non-season ticket holders. Well, they like, want Otani's signature to get that jersey up to like yeah, like twenty thousand. I mean, <laughs> well, Ben, Ver- we all know Ben Berlander, uh, Ben Verlander probably like bought out the room. So he's the only one there. Ben Verlander. Oh, we- <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute. That's a great. Little- Please. I could not make this? it through the video. I only, I only made it like 40 seconds. Did, did you see this Vince? It was <laughs> yeah. on the MLB on Fox official it. Twitter pull, pull account. It up on Twitter. Pull it up on Twitter. <laughs> ben Verlander, AKA the lesser Verlander. Did like one of those? Yeah, like, super I know people like take. to joke about nepotism, but like this is this is like case study number one. 
this is brutal, dude. He did like this whole, and they sponsored the video too. Oh, yeah, this is all. This is like MLB on Fox. No, yeah. Fitz, not New Orleans Bourbon Street. He's talking about oh. the one. He's talking about the one in Marionette Park. Oh well, either one would be great. But yeah, did they take it down? Oh, nope. No there it is. Nope. So it's the tweet literally says in quotes. It's the most important signing in Dodgers history. Oh, Ben <laughs> Verlander breaks down the impact that Shohei Otani Dodgers deal will have on this season and beyond. Absolutely fucking torched by the quotes and the replies. Cause I don't know if you guys are catching it right away, but the Dodgers signed this guy named Jackie Robinson. Yeah. yeah a guy from like Pasadena city. Bit ago. Little known guy. It was kind of a big deal when it happened. Um, I mean, he's getting absolutely destroyed for this. And he he doesn't mention it once. He doesn't reference to it once. He doesn't anything. He just hammers away on how important this Otani deal is. Now, the color barrier, no biggie. Big money contract. Woo. And he does it all wearing an Otani shirt. Um, (laughs) But it's absolutely wild take. The fact that they left it up, but not only that, they, they, uh, what do you call They sponsored it. So it's showing up in people's feeds that don't even follow them. <laughs> and he's just getting absolutely dragged through the mud for it, as he should. And I keep every once in a while, um, going to his Twitter page to try to see if he's going to like answer to it or like acknowledge it. Not a word. Be like, whoops, forgot about. <laughs> Like my bad. You know what he should have did? All this is all this has changed if he just says it's the most important signing in Los Angeles history. Yeah, he could have Bro- said that. The, the Brooklyn Dodgers signed Jackie Robinson. Like so he could have said, like m- like uh, uh, this generation, or like you know, he could. This is how he could have tied it in since integration. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, there was like he could have taken a whole bunch of routes, ways. To and he just did it the absolute worst way. And I mean. Oh my god, that was bad. And I was I was very happy to see people torching them though. That was really good. <laughs> see, here's the byproduct of beeps, by the way. I can't find I am I'm, I'm not reading uh the comments from Sammy Davis yes, Sammy Davis Jr. five thousand on our chat thing. I think that's what happens with beefs, apparently. Uh did we block you, bro? Uh I don't did know. You guys see him? Is he coming up in yours? Because he's coming up on the regular chat. Like the I'm looking over here. And he's not blocked on our YouTube, but is he blocked on? Uh oh, sorry about that, but I don't see shit from him. I can't fix it. I can't. I don't know how to fix it. I want to. What's up, Sammy? Um, I think Kevin's the only one who's ever asked to block anyone. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it was. That's why you squash beefs too, because it really sucks blocking people. I've never somebody. I don't care. Hey man, this isn't uh, this isn't a for or against anybody. Well, I'm not here to argue over fucking baseball. I ain't taking it that serious. No, no, no. Some of the, I mean, it gets wild in the streets for White Sox Twitter. Like, you go down the wrong path, and all of a sudden, you're getting jumped in an alley, like, a, <laughs> like an internet alley. And it's, as a spectator, it's that meme of like that one kid that's hitting the dab while the two girls are fighting. I am the kid hitting the dab at all times. I no, don't get in on it. No, no, yeah. Uh, no, no band guests. We've done this. Be, this is. Uh, I'm going to add to that. As a spectator, you guys keep doing you. It's great comment. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it, it gets me through work day sometimes. Like, and I've been, like, people have tried to drag me in. And I'm just no. 
I'll just like I make a statement and back out. I I do appreciate guys like the homie beef that'll definitely put gasoline on a fire. He's sitting there tweeting out 108 polls and shit, like who's the most elitist asshole, and everyone's voting MSS and all the shit. Like it started to die down a little bit, and he threw some tweet out there, and I was just like, Yeah, thank you. And it lit right back up. It was great. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's usually all in good fun and like it, it all it all ends all ends well that ends well whatever and but it's definitely fucking entertaining the shit that people fight about when you have a really shitty fucking team. This is what happens uh, when there's like two moves in three weeks in baseball. <laughs> yeah, and the White Sox their big like move that they're anticipating is Whit Merrifield. So yeah. well you gotta wait yeah. until this market picks up. <laughs> yep. That's the other thing though, I'm pissed off about the Yamamoto stuff. Like, homie, just pick who you want to pay you $300 million and let's move on. So the white Sox can fucking trade Dylan sees. Cause <laughs> well, he had to wait. Just, oh, actually, I don't mind it. Cause he, he was, he was smart. He got all the great, like, you know, the best steak dinners that he got for like the past week, week and a half, probably two with some teams. Uh, yep. Cause they've been going back uh, with the second meetings. Um, I'm all for it. This is this, this like, this is what guys who are star free agents get. Like they get the college coaching treatment, the recruiting. This is part of this is part of the star life, yep. baby. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's annoying it's as just, hell as a fan yeah. who wants to see their team do something. And <laughs> but Fitz brought I'm it up. Gonna knock a player for taking it. Fitz brought it up a lot during, especially during the Harper Machado fucking off season. Why not, dude? Like, go out, get treated like a fucking celebrity in Los Angeles. <laughs> go to the high end restaurants in New York, like. Just work it, dude. And then at the end of it, the the real kicker here is you get to pick who gets to pay you three hundred million dollars to throw a ball. Like it's that's and good it's point. Now cool. it's very good point. He also has never been to America, so yeah, he's getting. There's no better way to see it. But watch out for San Francisco. Look out for San Francisco. Sorry that that shit's been cracking me up all week too. Is the San Francisco stuff like? The players that want to play in San Francisco, and then you got like the players that played in San Francisco, trying to say the same thing. But these, well, yeah. that was that and was excuse yeah. to being like, it's like you're actually less safe playing in Arlington, Texas, than you are playing in San Francisco. But let's with, play the, with, with the with the Yamamoto stuff, I tweeted out early in the week. Uh, the Cubs and Otani, obviously, he never he That's never true. even entertained the I Cubs. Think Montgomery just didn't goes ever back give to him Texas. a meeting. Yamamoto, it seems the same way. If you look at the teams that have gotten meetings, it's just the coast teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, either you know it's the the Dodgers, obviously the Giants, uh, on the East Coast, the New York, the both New York teams, Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, the Phillies are in there too, uh, and then just no, no, but nobody else in the middle of the country. <laughs> so these guys, and I think Yamamoto, they've been saying like he just wants, he very much wants to be the guy. He's like, I am going to either be the ace of the Yankees, the number one brand in baseball in the world or like LA Dodgers team up with the homeboy and rock He's the ace in LA. LA. He's not the ace in New York. He's not the ace in New York. If he gets, if he gets that's Cole's team. money, that's Cole's team, dude. He's the reigning Cy Young winner. He's been the number one for days. Well, oh, well, okay. Not the ace, but like he wants the, like he wants the star attention. Like, cause everyone was bitching no, and crying about, oh, Otani plays out in the West Coast. We don't get to see his games. Everyone's gonna see Yamamoto in New York. That's true. I mean, that's true. 
But again, if the whole if a big thing for him is well, I mean, he's not going to be the biggest star with the Dodgers. (laughs) He'll be the best pitcher, but he's not the biggest star. I thought. Well, now we're moving the goalposts. I thought you meant like he just wants to be the ace of the staff. He wants. He's the ace of the staff. Is what they've been saying. Like he. That's why it's like Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Giant. Like he. You know how you make yourself the center of attention? You win game one and five in the World Series and get World Series mm-hmm. MVP as a fucking lockdown starter. That's how you become known. Dude, he's so good. He's so fucking That's good. how you get known. So New I York. Was, no, you get wins yeah. one five, then you close game seven. Yeah, there you People, go. There was uh, <laughs> there, there, was, there was no good arguing going on on Twitter for me to get through my workday, so I started just watching Yamamoto highlights. Oh. No, he's he's oh, like you good. said. He's you so can good. either look at the highlights on YouTube, read through his Wikipedia. He's won three straight, like of their MVP Cy Youngs in Japan. It's not like oh, this guy's been good. Like oh, this guy's been like great. Uh, he's been a great pitcher. No, 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 no. He's been like the best pitcher that Japan has like ever seen. Yes, besides Eric Fetty. Besides Eric, well, that's uh, uh, a legend. Yeah, it's just it's Maybe absolutely I'm wild, and the fact that he does it is just so. Just and the other, the and like, what makes him today, what makes him it? such a special uh, free agent is because of his age. These other guys, like they'll come out, they're twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. He's still twenty five. That's why it's like, oh, he might get ten years, and we all know even pitchers here who are aces, they don't get ten year contracts. They get you know seven, eight year mega deals but this guy is young enough where like you you can take that risk for the teams I got a that are because uh, i've seen this name floated around to the point where even garrett cole said that him and this guy don't have beef anymore but <laughs> remember when we were all laughing about how trevor bauer got uh sent down when he was pitching over there oh in japan huh yeah, apparently that never apparently that never happened, and he had like a insane like last eight games over there, um, to the point where Garrett Cole said in an interview like, "Hey, me and Trevor squashed our beef a couple years ago because remember they played on the same UCLA team and they fucking hated each other." And oh, well, it like, was uh, when Garrett Cole with was Houston and Trevor Bauer was like, yep. "You guys are cheating." Yep. And then, and then he started to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to prove his point, like yeah, these guys are gonna cheat. I'm just, I'm straight up telling you right now. I'm gonna cheat. But a lot of people think Lucas that, career. A lot of people think that he's gonna get picked up by a major league team, especially now that you know everything was dropped. You know, whatever he won all his cases and everything like that, because that the accuser fucked up and she did. She tried to like sue him for something, and because she did that, they had a they have the right to her phone and they found all this shit about her planning. I don't know. I'm not getting into all that, but uh, basically he's a dick, but whatever. Yeah. Garrett Cole just straight up was just like, yeah, I wouldn't mind if the Yankees signed him. Of course. Garrett that Cole actually, would, uh, that's a move that like, that's a move the Yankees would make. It's a yeah, move that, make, that makes, the Yankees would make. Everyone hates them too. Everyone already hates the Yankees. So throwing Bauer in there. What the hell does that change? Anything? Nothing. You're still the Yankees. Everyone fucking hates you except the Yankee fans. Yeah. I mean, he has, you guys are fucking killing me in these comments tonight. Keep going, please. We're still trying to figure out where Missy was on January 6, 2021. I thought I saw her kicking over a gate on the East Coast. Um, Ooh, dude. I thought she was she drank the Borgs. Should have drank the Borgs. 
But yeah, special edition. Missy I'd be interested to see where a guy like Trevor Bauer ends up. I think he will be prove it. I think he will be uh, in the major leagues, though. I didn't realize Angels. His, numbers were, his numbers were that good. I hope he goes to like the Rockies or like <laughs> just a, no, we'll go a like, team. like the Angels because like they'll miss out on all the big names, but they weren't really in. Like we that we do spend money, Trevor Bauer or Tom Ricketts is like. I need that guy. He'll no. speak at my next big fundraiser. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, Zoe, I'm interested in uh, what a lot of these guys are going to sign at because no one signed. I think, yeah, that's true. I think it's like, I think it's like uh, less than 10 of like the top 50 free agents have signed. It's been extremely boring, and like I said, I feel like MLB has entered the corporate world where they're just kind of calling it. I in. remember, I remember right after the Otani signing, and then like Glass now got traded to the Dodgers. Uh, what was that like uh, earlier this week or last weekend? Um, and I really thought because like they say, like oh, you know, things start to speed up because during the holidays, you know, Christmas and then into New Year's, things do slow down again. Mm-hmm. But shit's happening. Nothing's fucking happening. Like it's happened. been Jungle Lee with the Giants and Yuki Matsui with uh, the Padres. Those have been the two other big moves. Mm-hmm. It's like come on, something and like minor, little minor trades. The Brewer. Oh, speaking about the Cubs' frustration, like of them not doing anything. And this goes back to in the off season when the Brewers. It looked like they were going to be just uh, clearing out money, and they're not really going for anything either. Again, they did another salary dump trade on Wednesday with the Mets just to save like seven million dollars. They mm-hmm. got like a a pitcher, a pitcher. I think I, I don't even know. Yep. They just trade like one of their pitchers, uh, an outfielder, and like the Brewers aren't doing shit. The Cardinals, I I think the Sunny Gray was, was a good signing for them, but you know they got Lance Lynn uh, and the mm-hmm. other dude from I think the Orioles. I forget the the other starter. Oh, and it's like they haven't done shit either. Like this division is well, for the wants the Tigers. Put some effort, Cubs. Damn it! But again, nobody's doing anything. The Royals, <laughs> the Royals are making just like okay moves, but like, does it really matter that much? Probably not. The the Tigers have Flaherty. Okay, cool. I, cool. Nice. Yeah. Did you guys see? It was kind of sad seeing the the AL Central division odds. And like obviously we're talking about one of the worst divisions in baseball, and the White Sox were still dead last there. Well, the Royals are big movers and shakers, dude. Royals yeah. are going I mean, out they, there. They're, I mean, that's the thing; they have to because they lost. They only won fifty six games. <laughs> they're going for the top of the mid pile. They got a. They're all striving for like seventy five. The twit, like the Cleveland, is out on their TV deal. Uh, the Twins, they they're also I think in that shit with their TV contract. Mm-hmm. White Sox. Hey, you guys. Eric Fetty. Fetty! Fetty! I'm not speaking bad about Eric Fetty. We're excited for Eric Fetty. Eric Fetty. People need to start and... putting respect on KBO MVP. People forget. Yep. And also, uh, I saw a discussion going on on White Sox Twitter <laughs> about how the White Sox do have starting depth now. You know, it might not be the greatest pitchers in the world, but they actually do have depth. Because how many times, although during the year, when we were talking about next 
season. We're just like, who the hell is going to pitch for the when White Sox? Davis Martin went down with Tommy John in like the yep. middle of the season. And then obviously you guys did all the trades and you're like, and we would talk about like, all right, who's going to be starting? Who's in the starting rotation for 2024? And like the first name was like, all right, well, Davis Martin, he's a lock. And it's like, uh, he had Tommy John. Yeah. He ain't going to be ready until like at least yeah. the middle of the you season at the earliest. You don't just pop out of bed after Tommy John. It, it takes a minute, folks. Look, Gary, Gary Crochet. You should be excited about Gary Crochet, but again, he barely pitched after Tommy John in 2023. Mm-hmm. St- they still don't know if the, if he's going to be a starter or not. That's they got a lot of guys. An exciting name, but you still don't know. They have a lot of guys now that you just don't know which way it's going to go. There's no like sure thing. It's a lot of lightning it's, in a bottle. It's a at lot least you have guys though. That's a like lot said, of lightning. Like that, that's though. what I'm saying. There's you have guys now. at least. There's now. guys. There's a line of guys. Like they have guys. Crochet could be that dude. If it well, hits, that's the thing. They, they got like that dude, but they got like four could be guys. Uh, like you don't know which seats you're gonna get. You don't know what what Michael Kopik is. You know Garrett Crochet could be that guy. You don't know how Davis Martin's coming back from Tommy John. Who's the guy they just got from Atlanta that needs a bounce Sor- back here? Soraka. 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 You don't know what he's gonna be. Tuki is a fucking mystery. Tuki. I mean, these guys. <laughs> but the thing is, we could have. We could easily see a Milwaukee Brewers type thing where they all just have great years. Remember when the Brewers, everyone was like, their pitching sucks, and then all of their starters just Well, I mean, the, the Brewers have been doing that for like six straight years. True. Well, <laughs> now Council's out. No, there, so. The Brewers had Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff. I would I would go that far. I'd say but you want like a 2000, were. like uh, what was that Oakland A's team that was just out of nowhere was good? That's what you want. Oh, like when they had Hudson and Barry Zito and no, no, no. After that, it was like late two thousands. I think it's when they lost to the Tigers. Maybe no, no. This was like literally. I, I was watching a video on it. I forget the. I think it was foolish baseball. It was literally the luck, not luckiest, but it was like the most the random fuck? winning team in ba- in recent Vince, baseball history. Can you I forget what year these, the A's. Can you fix these comments because I am very confused. Who the fuck is John? Oh, I have no idea what's going on. That's all. Kevin, no Kevin's the one. We're not using um, government names, but John is the most common name besides Muhammad in the world. So we're going to say that. Book. Um, uh, perhaps it's someone that is from the future. We'll just call it that. Someone that's from the future that has one eye. Oh, I got you. I can't see comments. But anyways, I don't think all of them are going to hit. But you get three of those guys to have good years. Well, Cease won't be here. Well, that's Cease the tough part, traded. though. Yeah, Cease is getting <laughs> traded. People just need to accept that. Cease is definitely getting traded. Honestly, uh, for me, the, the biggest name out of those is, like, you want Michael Kopech to actually stay healthy. Like, I think that's a big... The, you want Michael Kopech to be the guy you thought Michael Kopech was going to be. Exactly. And, like, I think and I think the big... Like, step one is, like, hey, man, make 30 starts for us, please. Like, stay yeah. on the mound. Just stay on the mound. I think he got married again. Uh... But Love's love. Respect it. Respect it. Respect. Uh, is Garrett Crochet a start this year? Well, no, I think – well, that's the thing. I don't think right away. I think they are hoping. That's still the hope. But, like, he hasn't pitched a lot of innings. He's been a reliever, and then he's been hurt. He just doesn't have – he doesn't have that stamina built up, I don't think. 
maybe in the second half. Well, well, what I'm saying is, is this one of those things where they tell him now or a month ago, like, hey, the goal is for you to be a starter this year. You need to train this offseason to be a starter i do think uh at, after the end of the season or maybe Although this it was, was the, the first comment in like 20 that i actually understand what it means there you go shout out yeah wife for the gift um because i gave think me 500 they, million dollars uh i deferred I they, it so what? when i die <laughs> I think they did say it came out that they were they do they do have in mind they want to use Garrett Crochet at least to begin the season like as a multi inning guy like out of the bullpen mm-hmm. maybe pitches two innings one day you know a couple of days off pitches two more something I like guess that. On that logic though, they do want to ramp what, him up. But that's what you get too when you have a room full of guys is it's more of an opener type scenario a lot of the days. Like you throw Tuki out there to go three innings, you know. I like, also think after they do trade season, because I'm with you, though. I think uh, after Yamamoto signs, we're finally mm-hmm. gonna have the floodgates open up here. You would think, right? right. Um, Cease gets traded. Maybe there's a possibility that they assign like another veteran guy, like on a one year deal, and then you know you you kind of you get even more depth. Mm-hmm. You get guys, and then, and then you also got guys from the trades of last season. Some of these Eater? kids in the farm Eater? system that you could bring up. I mean, by all means, the team's going to be fucking cheeks. Like, let's not get that crossed, everybody. We're <laughs> we're trying to be a little bit more. <laughs> we're trying to be a little bit optimistic, but like, we're talking about like Yokozuma cheeks. Like, these are big booty cheeks. This team's going to be this year. Like, the clap and then he's like, this oh, is like Yokozuna God. after he was sent to food rehab and like gained yes. weight. The uh, fact yes. Yeah, fat camp. Yeah. Ben Stiller from Heavyweights. Great story. Mm-hmm. Him and Vader would sneak off and like would go to the KFC. Oh, I got such back back <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was Kane. No, not Kane. No, Kane was, was Vader. Kong. There was King Kong Bundy. Who were the sweatiest motherfuckers? Where you're no, like, who's uh, that? Uh, that the, who's the big booger guy? Smells like Dio from like a, even in the cage. There was the natural disasters, earthquake and earthquake uh, and typhoon. Typhoon. <laughs> there was a. Uh, Isn't one of their kids like a, a professional athlete? Whatever. I'm going down a really weird path. I don't know enough about Vader wrestling. Vader just basically wore like what was that? I mean, that mask was like a gimp's mask, basically that that Vader wore back in the day. Uh, Vader was on Boy Meets World, so Vader's all right by me. You know? Do you guys remember um, Dick Buckus? On the Saturday morning show, what was the what was the show? It was on. Uh, it was the basketball show. Oh, yeah. uh, was it California Dreaming? No, no. What the fuck? Sir, I know we're talking about Kevin, but I don't know the name. Was it? it wasn't like Coach something. He was a coach, but it, no, was it was a, like yeah basketball. Hold on, oh God, what was I, gotta it go, I gotta go on the sun real quick. Hang time, hang time, hang time, hang time. Yep. What a show. Yeah, because it was the girls Eddie. on the boys' varsity basketball team, and Buckus was the coach. Fucking woke show. Let's uh, not sleep on California How Dream. California Dream was a solid Saturday. Solid Saturday show, because they had the fake band and kind of groove. It. Yeah, that show was awesome. Hi, I'm going to do this because Mitch isn't here and he didn't watch it, but who was your favorite Saved by the Bell character? I'll say character and why. I, I know no, you we're just, talking, moment, right? we're just yeah. talking about OG say by about two right now. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, 
Well, we don't have to. We don't have to include the, the Miss Bliss middle school years if you don't want to. We, don't, we can. Or we can, when they worked when they worked at that uh, the Hawaiian resort. Uh, Resort, the resort. Yeah, was a resort. Mm-hmm. and the college and, uh, years are kind of the girl from king of queens was like the main person on the ones in the resort mm-hmm. the daughter of the owner mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i know now in retrospect when you look back at the character a huge dickhead but uh you know as a young kid watching the show and when i watched it was like the reruns sorry you olds uh but i mean how i mean it was zach morris you you wanted to be zach morris he was like ferris bueller right but he was such a shit like zach so he was morris, a, a shit like dickhead the, have, you, have you seen Zach Morris's trash on YouTube? Yes, incredible! Like it, it really oh, is the biggest asshole. Yeah, like the one where they do with the, like. <laughs> never mind. I don't want I'm, I, the I Native American uh, friends. Yeah, oh, or the they do that with what? Uh, uh, who's the boss? Who and his friend uh, Jonathan's friend gets a four worded uh, thing. They do it with the karate. Karate. They do it with the Karate Kid too. Yeah, it's incredible. It's 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 yeah. hysterical. If you've never seen it, we're Zach not doing a draft. It's Zach Morris is trash. But I don't say no. Like as a kid, you know, a little kid watching. It was Zach like, Morris. I mean, Zach Morris was the coolest fucking guy. Zach Morris got the girls. He got out of situations. He always had like the cool phone. Like he had the Miami Vice phone and shit. He always like, had the great one liners. Oh, uh, yep. He what could say time, he could say time out or freeze and the world would freeze. It's <laughs> true. He could say freeze, son. He could freeze Belding and go get his homework and bring it back and he wouldn't even know any better. What if I were to tell you that I love Screech more? Zach Morris actually pissed me off a lot because of how he treated Screech. Screech. And he, he had like no idea that Screech was packing such a hog. Future. You watch star. the Dust and Diamond uh, triple. But, you know, good old, <laughs> you know, that, short, those, that curly hair on top. I, Screech was what I think brought that show together. I, I, they go to Hawaii. Turns out he's a king, right? God you know, I didn't know until recently how little amount of money he made on that show yeah. he was he was a personality and that's it i actually we were at a this is so terrible we were at a church event and i had a buddy uh, in wheaton hey ian <laughs> wheaton nights uh and and my buddy uh dan um you might actually know dan swanson actually i ian dm if you know dan swanson dan swanson I and dan i swanson. legitimately set up a table at this church event and we pretended we had all these girls from our uh our church group stand in line we said just just stand in line and just ask us for our autograph we'll take care of the rest. And we actually had an entire, we had an entire like concert church concert event thinking that Dan was actually Zach Morris, like that he was actually Mark Paul Gossler and signed autographs and had a line, the entire church event at Wheaton, uh, Wheaton Bible church in Wheaton. Cause that's why it was called Wheaton Bible church. And hilarious. One of the funniest things ever big, all he had, he had blonde hair. That was it. That was it. Dan looked nothing fucking like Zach Morris, but there was no internet. So no one could pull their phones up and go, mm mm. They were like, oh, shit. Well, people are in line. He must be the real guy. Why would they be in line for someone that's fake? <laughs> we didn't charge anything. So, but That was like when people thought uh, Bono was out at uh, some place uh, recently in Chicago. Fuck that guy. And Nico Horner. Fuck him, no, Shohei Otani was at Nobu. <laughs> sources. 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 Mm. So, yeah. so apparently Screech got no money during None. Saved by the Bell. And then he like... Renegotiated his contract and got a little bit more for the college years, but that show sucks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but that poor guy, man. What a sad. What, that happened fast too, like with him leaving. I mean, obviously he had the stabbing incident where he stabbed the guy apparently with like a like a Swiss Army knife. Just weird. I thought it was like a screwdriver, but I thought it was a Swiss Army knife. But did you guys watch got- that weird, like, uh, what do I want to call it? 
Yes, we watched Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, everybody watched that. Um, the L Word on Showtime. Yes, did oh. watch that. <laughs> I watched the L Word. Cruising. No, it was like a like a document. There you go, documentary. And oh yeah. They had like they did like they had little they had kids act as if they were the Saved by the Bell characters oh. and told the story of it all. Of it a, a docudrama because it was actually like a movie. Yeah. It wasn't a yeah. documentary. It was like a docudrama. Yeah, they they, they were the terrible. Kid that played Screech made you feel so bad for Screech. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that made played AC Slater made you still fucking hate AC. Did anybody really like AC Slater? Like really? What we no, need well, to no, talk that's about what I'm when saying. Talk- As a kid, I mean, yeah. want, you want to be you want to be Zach Morris. Hey, puppy, shut up, dude. Yeah. The one thing we need to talk about with AC Slater is his dancing. Mm. Oh, great dance. AC I mean, Slater's dance moves. Very good ballerina. Closet intense. And the fact, one of my favorite ones is like when he's like trying to show someone that even the tough guy can get dance, and like he's like, "Oh yeah, check this out." He does like the whole ballerina. Yeah, he does the whole ballerina routine. He did it at the max too, as where all the great things happened. Remember Uh, that weird guy that worked at the max that was there for a season, and they do magic tricks. He would do magic tricks. Like that guy definitely lived in a van with no windows. Look. I'll say this. AC Slater, pretty good dance moves, but will anything ever really rival the sprain by Lisa? The dance oh, no. moves during the sprain. the sprain. I mean, we could have seen it it's maybe. So weird that I remember all this. If, shit. if Jesse wouldn't have taken so many of those, those so many of those caffeine pills, because she was so excited. She was so excited. And then she was just so scared. New mm. topic. Bulls seven and three without Zach Levine just smoked the Lakers. Is Levine the problem? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a. This is what yeah. happens in the NBA when you are forced to supermax your good but not great player. This what is what happens because now the Bulls are going to try to just trade Zach, uh, uh, Zach Levine, and they're not going to get anything for him. Nope, because that contract, contract is so bad. And my hobie, Kobe White, Tar Heel, represent. I'm so Ball happy enough. that finally Ball the enough. Bulls look to be developing one of their lottery picks. Yeah, because it's been a while, man. <laughs> Balling out though for Tar Heels holding it. Down. I did want to bring up because uh, you guys brought it. Up. I think it was Yuzo who brought it up. Uh, maybe I think a month ago. But I finally watched the uh, Twin Flame documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to uh, talk I about mean, it? It might as well. <laughs> Should we talk about that this? guy? Is like, <laughs> I he's moving up in the power ring. He's the biggest oh. assholes. Well, oh, like, we got five more likes. Let's go. We need five more likes. Missy's gonna reveal why she hates the 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 uh, futuristic. Whatever, oh, god dang. So senior. at first, I thought the guy was like, uh, you know, just a little crazy, and he he like thought that whatever he was doing, like I thought he was like he believed in it, but like obviously, as you keep watching the episodes, uh, you realize he's just like the biggest fucking con man, just manipulating these people for money. The way he talked, the way he would talk yeah. to people. Oh my god! I was like, I was punching my TV. I hated this dude so much. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. And his wife doesn't really say anything. She just agrees with them. It is so but, sad because I I had to look them up that they did have a baby. Well, they did. They I know they lost one, and the way they handled that was creepy as shit. Yes. But, oh, it was just so sad when I looked them up. And I'm like, because like obviously you like people there since it's still going. Like you have to imagine, like their social media pages are getting bombarded. Oh, but like they've been, you know, they guy. went private and 
limiting comments, but you I did see that the me. wife or like they had a they had a child. You just reminded me about there's that comedian on TikTok that said he was going to like legit join and document everything on TikTok. Oh yeah, no? ruined like their whole. Yeah, I forgot. Fuck, I gotta find that guy and watch that shit because I'm very curious. But the way he would talk, the way they pray on these super gullible like. Yep. That's it's like vulnerable people. people. Oh, oh, not enough attention is that military lady who gave him more credibility yeah. because yep. she was like coming from uh I forget which branch. Yep. Like fuck her too. Like cuz yep. she cuz she was like directing them to go to these like uh the those like meetings with people who are in uh like recovering from like trauma and stuff. Like Bro, they would Are you kidding me? They would just call people be like, hey, yeah, you're the dude in this relationship now. Cut all your hair off. Oh, yeah, no, that part at the end where, like, I think yeah. they had, like, at least six uh, at least six people that they convinced to, uh, like, go through the surgeries. It's yeah. like, you fucking assholes. No, that was, that was one of the most more uh, maddening uh, documentaries that I've watched recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm 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 still stuck on this exchange in the chat. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll leave that to you because I have no fucking clue. Yeah, what's going I have no idea. Oh god, that was funny. I I posted it. <laughs> Missy said if we get to ten likes, she'll reveal why she hates Sammy Davis. And then Senior Socks told us why she hates. Answered it because he's black. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that one coming. That was on a Oopsie. T. Had, there's like three directions he could have gone, and he. Um, I'm glad you watched it. Go back. Not, hey, oh. So it. now you know what I was talking about because that was fucking goofy. I need a new show though. New show? Are you watching uh, Godzilla? The the um 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 Monarch? By the way, Monarch. So have on. you watched the Godzilla movie, The Kong Skull Island? I to be honest with you, I've never really been a like. I'll watch it if it's on, but I'm not like a big Same. Godzilla guy. Okay. So that one, that that whole because obviously Godzilla is the longest running film series in history. Um, it's it, it the first Godzilla, which was the one that had the dude from Kick Ass, and then the second one with the girl from Stranger okay. Things. Then Kong gotcha. Skull Island, where they go to the I Kong watch those, Island. and then uh, the recent one that had that was like Godzilla versus Kong or whatever. Um, there's an overarching company called Monarch. It's like it's like the um, if you've played Resident Evil, it's like the uh, what's it called? Um, oh, the studio, one, yeah, studio. the one in the the one in the theaters, Godzilla minus one, right? No, no, that has nothing to do with any of this. No, okay. no, I'm thinking of the uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking I'm about the, 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 the Monarch universe, which is um, it's it's the overarching company that basically has been researching Godzilla and Kong and all these giant creatures. Like if we, we if you see Mothra and all that stuff. Um, and that's what is that universe. And so the TV show is like a spinoff of it. And it's how actually this company Monarch was built. And it has Kurt Russell playing a modern character that had a, that basically started the company. His son, uh, Wyatt is playing him as a young man though. Very good. Umbrella Corp is what I was thinking. Yeah. And it's a really great show because it obviously has Godzilla's in it, obviously. But now when you talk to Godzilla minus one, Godzilla minus one is actually this, the prequel to the original, original, original Godzilla film that that debuted, I think in nineteen like fifty six, nineteen fifty five. Oh, really, that one. The original Japanese. Whoa! Here comes Godzilla. It's a, obviously commentary on atomic, whatever. Godzilla yeah. minus one is a very, very good Godzilla film. I love Kong versus Godzilla. Kong Skull Island, though, is still my favorite giant monster movie because that that film was incredible. 
But now they have calm. I'm gonna tell you right now, I am so fucking lost. Like, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Minus, minus every one. Time is... you say, every time you say Kong, I just hear the word Dong. And I so, get so think and... Godzilla minus one is the original Japanese property. So it has nothing to do with the Americanized version stuff. Then you have yeah. uh, then the Godzilla, Kong, and like they're, they're do, it's Godzilla plus Kong or something, the new one where they're fighting a bunch of Kongs, now a bunch of like other bad we Kongs. You never know, Missy. He just shows up when he wants. He'll be doing a stand up and then pop up. But anyway, so the, Monarch's a good show. Fargo season five has been really good. So if you want to like that, you can pick that up at any point. That is fucking the best one of the, all of them, by the way, that picture. Um, but uh, you got some I, stuff oh, to watch. I, you know what I gotta I gotta finish Reacher season two. You watch that all though? I think you'd like that show. Reacher, what's it what's it about? What's it about? Uh I was thinking about the other one, Reach Around. That's a different show. Uh, um, the I've fucking seen that. massive <laughs> dude that was like a badass in the army. Tom uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise movie spinoff. Like he's just oh, like a okay. wanderer it's or whatever. The... And yeah, and like crimes happen and him and his buddies help solve it, but he, like he's a massive individual and he just beats the fuck out of people. Season two, right. I, they came out with three episodes right away. They were good. They were worth watching. It's a I good did show. need a new it's, show. I, I've been stuck in the Reacher, pattern Reacher's of uh, a Ronin. By the way, he's a he's a Ronin. He's a he's a, a warrior without a master now. Who just, just after after finishing uh, Loki, I've been stuck in the pattern of just like scrolling through the streaming yeah. and like not oh, finding anything. I recently Loki watched on Saturday. Loki's not aging well, though. It's yes, sucked. thank you. Oh well, thank yeah, you. with uh, with our yeah. boy uh, Jonathan Majors there. That sucks. But you know, they could always get Robert Downey Jr. to play Kang again, and they can you know pull out his uh, Tropical Thunder character. He could. He's an Oscar winner. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you um, mean? You I saw Manchester hey. by the Sea on Saturday. God, uh, sad. Very sad. Fuck. Like counseling after I saw that one. If you ever, uh, if you ever, uh, if you're ever feeling too high, uh, sit down and watch that one. Um, oh my god, that was sad. I do need to watch Psych. I saw Alex put that in the. Psych's like, hilarious. The Psych's comments. fucking hilarious. I've never watched that. I've had a couple people tell me like, yeah, that's an old USA Network. Remember when yeah, USA I think Network? I, would, I used to watch uh, some of the reruns. USA Network. That was a good one. That's a good. Uh, what else is going? On that's kind is of. Is there watch Monk? That reminds me of Monk. Great. Is it Monk on USA today? Mm-hmm. I know you got a. There's um, if you like World War II docs, this new World War II doc on a uh, Netflix just came out that has like incredible footage that's never been seen. It's been up. The frame rate's been up, so it looks like real footage. It's been colorized, and they've added sound effects. And it's like to to. I know it sounds terrible, but to see how D Day looked from on the beach compared to like what we always see from entering the beach is a really incredible thing, but it takes the entire world war two thing and contextualizes everything, which it, to be honest, I've never been more terrified of the Russians and the Soviets at that time period. Then there's a whole episode of what happened when they took over Poland, which there was actually a resistance for Poland mm -hmm. as well. And they killed everybody. It didn't matter if you were Polish or German, that you were dead. It was in insane. Up. Really good uh, World War II docs. If you love those, that's a good one too. That's a fun one. Senor, back in the day, I was big into Spanish telenovelas. Oh, what was your favorite? USA though? did have the bangers, Alex. You're oh, right. I didn't know what they were saying. They just always had like the most pretty women. Or when I was little, uh, Marimar by uh, Talia. She was uh, she was the main uh, lead one. in that. Watch that like at five in the morning when I would get up in the morning. Uh, later on, Salome, another classic. Uh, I think first, uh, my first memories of uh, watching uh, nudity on TV 
I don't know how this was allowed, but it, I think it was because like it was after that's like 10 why, p.m. or something. Yeah, but on Telemundo, after nine, after nine, or after yeah, nine, yeah, those are the ones that on I'm Telemundo. Great story about like colonial times, uh, people being you know during slave like slavery, uh, Brazilian a Brazilian Brazilian slave becomes like married to like one of the lead generals or something. Is like mm-hmm. the storyline in that one. That's what um, I was talking about. That's when Young Zoe was becoming a man. <laughs> uh what uh, those are the, the 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 big three i remember the big three there's a lot i mean how about this Did, okay uh, aldo uh, okay so we're older so although you're like fucking i don't even know what the hell you're talking about because we all know that he's a shitbag now today did you watch like silver? Did you watch the punky brewsters silver spoons different strokes like back to back to back like after school i watched different yeah, strokes I, I know them when, when, I, was a, when I was a little kid yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe kidnapping. Um, maybe I was terrible. I thought I was. I felt. Wait, what was the one with the robot him, daughter? Oh, uh, that would be small wonder. And yeah, that one was. That was that my jam, period, dude. We all thought we were going to get kidnapped. Anytime there was a van, we we're going to get kid. We're getting kidnapped. We, oh, go yeah. to the, we go to the fucking mall. We're getting kidnapped. I saw Adam. The movie Adam. He's like just hanging out by the video games, and he's just kidnapped by the guy that killed. You know, it turns out was. Please uh, direct uh, all fantastic tele- show. Yeah, please direct all Telenueva questions to yeah. Aldo. Aldo, that's an Aldo. Obviously, the the longtime classic, Sablo Gigante. Everybody loves ah, it. Obviously. You forgot obviously. the neighbor. Hi, Ho Hogan's. Oh, the yeah. neighbor. Vicky was oh, dope, though. It was that the, show it was, was awesome. The secretary from Ferris Bueller was the next door neighbor. So she had confessions is a solid one. Caliente uh, on, uh, I think Caliente either on Saturday or Sunday mornings a, on Univision that you just saw like half naked uh, Latinos dancing. That was a great time for. Was, uh, yep. For for small, uh, yep. On Small Wonder, they started a band and literally their song was Bay, B, Bay, B, Bay, B. I love you, Bay, B. It was just crazy. Yeah, it was the kid hitting the keys just saying, baby, baby, I love you. It was. I was a big elf guy. Loved elf. Elf was fantastic. His Big spaceship was made of gold pipes. He didn't know it, but he liked to eat cat. So that's mainly because I don't like cats. Yeah, mainly because I don't like cats, and he would. Eat you don't cats. like eating cats. I didn't say I didn't like eating cats. I said I don't like cats, and he would eat them. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Put them on. He put it he on put, bread. He put that cat all the way in his mouth. It's like uh, Meg giving uh, Brian her uh, her pie. Um, Alf was a dirty show when you rewatch it with context. As an I'm adult. sure there's a lot of shows like that, like from back in the day. Mm-hmm. But if you watch mm-hmm. it now, it's like you get stuff like this. Yep. Well, so think about SpongeBob. How great was SpongeBob? Because SpongeBob was a show that you could watch like as an adult and laugh your ass off because it made adult jokes, but your kids would think it's hilarious still at the same time, right? And that's what these good you're stuck with these right now, though. You're watching, you know, cars and you're watching like animated shit. Like the new animated film that just came, comes out this weekend. What's the um uh the migration, right, with the ducks or whatever. You're going to go watch that with your little guy, and your little guy's going to go, ah, he's going to love it. And you're going to hear some jokes that you're like, oh, shit, that's fucking funny. And it'll be a reference to, like, like OnlyFans or something, right? Got the new, by the way, the new South Park apparently is exceptional. Ren and Stippy. There you go, Ian. Ian, oh, Ian. Picture? Ian and I are like. Andrew Griffole. <laughs> in the Bang Bros <laughs> logo in the top right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i know we haven't gotten to use our photos in a long time so i'm just kind of going through them i know why you like it carrie say it say it because there's eight crazy nights 
How many people, how many, uh, how many parents do you think uh, brought their little kids to go watch Sausage Party? Because they was like, oh, animated a lot. movie. That was like a big thing. Do you remember the, the movie that just came out, the, the, the Strays? Strays with the dogs? With Will Ferrell? Yeah, that was the new one that, because it, 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 they just swear the whole movie. I, dude, I went, <laughs> I went to this movie and literally it was packed full of kids. Like fucking, like, like it was like the That's, newest Disney movie. Stuff like this in there. Yep. And. <laughs> Funnier than funnier than in the fact that like in the first like two and a half minutes they made cock and penis and fuck jokes like and they said at least 150 times was the fact that the movie trailer beforehand was also like an uncensored trailer because it was an already movie for that Exorcist two and or the new Exorcist or whatever yeah the, I, uh, a little fucking kid ran out of the theater like ah! like ET like running between he was running out of the theater the dad's like wait 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 I'm like you dumb son of a bitch I wanted to you, ask you guys this because I had. First two minutes of that film, that's for you, uh, Sammy. Um, first two minutes of that film was a, uh, I watched at least five families of four get up and leave, obviously, because of the F-bombs. Problem with that is, already film, it was also that day that it was like the really cheap movies for a day, like $5 movies or whatever. All the middle school kids that couldn't buy the tickets started filtering into these empty seats, and it got worse. So it was like a, Funny at first, but then you're like, you son of a bitch. I hate middle school kids. They're the worst. Dude, I haven't Teaching middle school is actually punishment for shoplifting in some countries, if you didn't know that. I haven't even thought about running Stimpy in probably decades. I showed that to my class a couple weeks ago because we were watching uh, Maltese Falcon, and the character in there is literally, he goes, you stupid idiot. Like, he literally, it's it's Ren, um, the, the, the actor that it's based on. Do you guys like watching scary movies? No, because I laugh the whole time. Yeah, I'm, I am a I am a terrible, I am a terrible person to watch scary movies for because with I just I laugh and it, I think it's like a mechanism. I'm one of those like I've been this way like, since like I was the a nervous kid. laugh. No, it's just it's kind of how I'm wired. It it drove my parents crazy. Like I broke my arm, like it snapped. And I just laid there and was laughing hysterically. Like, I don't, I don't cry. I laugh when I'm in pain or like when I'm scared or like whenever. And it's really hard for people to read what the situation's going on because I'm laying there laughing my ass off as my arm is just bleeding profusely. So you're but, telling us that we should not be comfortable if like we're in a place and you fall down and you hear you in the background going. <laughs> yeah, no, that probably means I have. Oh, like, God. So I just broke his leg. Yeah. Um, you know yeah, what? I'm probably like you know bleeding it's... internally and dying. When you know it's yeah. corn syrup. It's funny when it's when you know it's when you know what it is. You actually know this that these is probably the comment of the night. The musical and or the uh, Oprah Winfrey Spielberg film of the 1985 variety. But you have these uh, like say for example, um, Terrifier. Uh, I, I don't know. You guys probably have not seen any. Yeah, of these. okay, yeah. Terrifier two was I thought was a fucking fantastic horror film because it, it is literally what it is. It's the last girl. Um, last girl, whatever prop, plot device, where you have the female lead that is basically tortured by this son of a bitch, whoever this character is, Freddy Krueger, whether you know it's this clown guy that doesn't say words, it's like this evil entity. Yeah. yeah, and and it's great to watch because like it's the killing scenes that are kind of weirdly cathartic because you know they're fake. It's all again, it's corn syrup and and uh, what's the what's the the rubber that you wear on your face or whatever the mask stuff anyway um wear rubber anyway it's uh it's just it's but it's it's funny because like, i dressed like freddy krueger like seriously like six times before i was 12 for halloween no <laughs> shit um it's the idea that these are cathartic 
killing sequences by these directors that are actually why those directors are probably not out like actually doing it themselves. So you take latex. Thank you, Ian. Um, but th these films are great for that reason. And you get like a, yeah, like a terrifier Two. If you haven't seen terrifier Two, there's supposed, there was a bedroom scene. If you don't realize that it's latex and corn syrup, you might get grossed out. But when you know that it's that you're like, this is pretty fucking funny. Cause he literally at one point in the movie, he actually whips a woman with a uh, cat of nine tails, biblically the most painful Roman torture device Wait. ever. I mean, especially like a lot of the old horror movies, dude, like you watch it and they're like, oh, we can go out this door and get in the car and drive away. Or we can go in the shack in the back filled with chainsaws and knives. Yep. It's like, come That's on. That's the last stuff. Now you watch Psycho, on the other hand, you like th these are good suspense. So Alfred Hitchcock used to say this. The best kind of suspense is when you put two characters in front of an audience and you let the audience know something the characters don't know. So say so you have two characters on stage and they're talking about. Uh, whether or not White Sox should have Sox Fest for, for season ticket holders only or for the average plebe. And so you have these two people having this discussion on the stage, but you you know the audience gets to see that under the stage, there's an actual bomb that might go off and it's going to go off and it's a timer. And you have these two people talking on the stage that are oblivious to the timer. And underneath the stage, of course, there's this bomb that's going to go off. And then it ticks down and it never goes off. That's set, That's what you create with your audience. And that's what a good suspense is. And then they got the horror genre with the slasher stuff and how many times you've had characters that were actually based on, say, for example, what's his name up in uh, Wisconsin. Um, Can you guys tell Ed that Fids teaches film class? Sorry, I'm, I'm nerding out. Ed Gein was the inspiration for Psycho. Uh, he was the inspiration for uh, Buffalo Bill. He was the inspiration for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This, this guy that actually literally only dig up his mom's bones and make, you know, lampshades out of human flesh in Wisconsin, who had like a IQ, like a 50 IQ becomes like these massively incredible, like serial killers from these movies that we watch now. So it's it, the slasher film shit is such a fun genre because it's it, it, the people that make it don't take it that serious. They actually try to think about how funny they can make these death scenes. That's why Nightmare on Elm Street six exists. I mean, well, I was thinking more of like, uh, uh, who's the director? I think it's Ari, Ari Aster, like hereditary midsummer. Oh, mm -hmm. oh that's good. Midsummer. Uh, I remember watching uh, Hereditary for the first time. I think that was one of the one of the few times I've actually been, I guess, creeped out watching. Like, because I think it does do a great job building up that suspense and the. How about the, the, uh, the last like twenty minutes of that that movie is some some very good horror. I think. Have you seen Annihilation? Annihilation. Or... I remember watching that, and I haven't watched it a second time. But every time I hear someone talk about it, they talk about the creepy parts that at the time I didn't really focus on. But like listening them to talk talking about it, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that was very scary. And, and that guy, the guy that wrote that, and the other film that he did really good, uh, which is Ex Machina, whatever. <laughs> Ex super Ch Super yeah. Chavis five bucks. Yep, yeah, that's all it'll take. I'll stop. But uh, Ex Machina, he's also now directing a new film that's coming out called Civil War, which is literally a civil Ex war today. And it's like Florida oh. and California are like together in like the the Florida or not Florida, California and Texas. Which is who's got who's the Navy? That's who, who's yeah, who's, and who's Chicago with? Chicago is part of this, Nevada. We are still together, actually. Uh, but there's like this whole northern, northwest like thing. It, it's it looks very interesting. There used to be that meme that went around where they drew a line like oh, down no. the middle of the country, and they're like, "Who's winning?" It's the east side of that line smokes the, company, the west side ten out of ten times. The company that made it, it's a twenty four. Obviously, they actually released a fake map the other day that has like the the broken here it is i, I oh no that's not it 
that was a really funny parody of it. Um, there's like a map that they created that shows like all the different civil war, like teams or whatever. And yeah, like Florida's all by itself. California and Texas are together, which is really strange to me. The Pacific Northwest has its own, but I feel like they're kind of like the, they're like, like, um, um, the go along to get along kind of like group. And then you have like the actual U S still, which like is a weird angle. It probably looks like a penis actually. When you look at it from the side, it goes all the way up to the, you know, the Northeast and whatever up into Washington. But it's like, it looks interesting because it's like they're moving on Washington. It's like, well, we got the Western forces, the oh, yeah, loyalist yeah. states, the Florida Alliance. <laughs> I see yeah, California and Texas are together. <laughs> crazy. Chicago yeah. with. It, We're the, the loyal loyalist states. We're still part of the okay. U.S., I guess. What what part is the loyalist states? Who's all in that? Uh, well, we got the Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Nevada, New Mexico, uh, Iowa, Missouri, Arizona, Kentucky, yeah, Arizona, New Mexico. It's I weird. need one more major Kentucky, state or major city. Oh, New York. I mean, it has the entire East Coast. The entire East Coast. Oh, okay. The entire East Coast. Oh, okay. It actually stops. Like, it looks like what? Let's that south. Uh, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, yeah. South Carolina over there, yeah. And you got like Tennessee is still in the Florida Alliance. This but, is uh, the Florida Alliance is getting its ass whooped. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And the Western <laughs> forces are just like, whatever, guys. We're just gonna hide in the mountains. It's fine. But it should that be a weird thing. The, that makes me think of the uh the She's right. like the, the man still, in the high get, tower. We can't get five more. Oh, that's a great show. We can't get five more likes, so Missy can tell us show. why she can actually can tell us the truth. Besides the fact that she doesn't I like a one-eyed singer that croons, but um, in the future, uh, our friends over at uh, Marine Layer Podcast, they might get the invite back on because they're trying to get the they're trying to swoop in on my sleeper free agent pick. Oh, there you That's go. A... I mean, give me the loyalist states. You got I mean, Chicago. Yeah, what's going? You on have here? Chicago, Detroit. Indianapolis motherfuckers, you got all in New York. Oh, there it is. New Jersey. <laughs> like, like it, you guys, what do you guys the think? Western this, forces are just chilling. They're not this, trying to get into trouble. Is this no, in bad like, taste that they're making this movie though? Like when everybody's like really kind of like acting fucking like No, shit. it's it's topical. It's that's very, it's cathartic, it's, right? But that's very on the nose for A24 Studios. Yep. So I there was hilarious so. that Texas and California are teaming up. So there was oh, this on their own. So again, oh, one of my favorite probably. shows is Westworld, right? Westworld, the the producers, which is Jonathan Nolan, who did you know Christopher Nolan's brother, they had this whole show about Civil War, and it was uh what would happen? What would it was? It was like a Man in the High Tower. It was what happens if the Confederacy had won the Civil War, and it's but it's today. So like it's like a it's the U.S. like in this weird imaginary like imagination, you know, idea or whatever that. So that's what I thought this was originally because it got shut down. They were like, "No, nah, it's too. That's too much." So HBO actually canned this whole concept, which was I thought actually would have been great for discussion, but they killed it. But oh, see, I think that one would have been more sad because like yeah. the Confederates is the one we're talking about. Well, you go to the Man <laughs> in the High Castle too, though. Like, like have you watched slavery going? <laughs> have you seen Man in the High Castle, Aldo? It's the Germans. Mm, Germans, Japanese won the war. So like literally, like San Francisco, the West Coast is owned by. Jap- Japan. So the, yeah, West Coast is Japan, East Coast is Nazis, and then down the middle is like the unclaimed zone, like yep, people live there. But but it's wild though. Like yep. it's a definite, it's a good show to watch because it's a, a what if 
mm-hmm. show that like it actually could have happened if like they shit find, and they find footage people. of the U.S. winning the war, which is crazy. Well, that's so, when like, shit gets weird. That's when shit gets like like different multiverses and stuff. Like they find a yeah, a, a, a can of uh, a can reel of like the U.S. storming Normandy and winning and put you know defeating at the at the, uh, at the Eagles Nest or whatever. Sorry, World War II ended at the Eagles Nest, but um, so yeah. Those are hey man. Fun. If Germany doesn't go into Russia in, in the winter, do you know what we really need though? They could have waited. <laughs> we need a better college <laughs> baseball movie. We need a good college baseball movie because everybody wants some was great, but we need something else. I feel like th- that's a modern one. That's pretty. What's doable. the last good comedy you guys watched? Hmm. I feel like the twenty tens, twenty twenties. Ooh. The Barbie. I mean, is Barbie considered a comedy? Because I laughed my ass off. Barbie is definitely. I laughed my ass off, and it's it's also important, obviously. But it was funny as shit. And Ryan Gosling is like, what was so? It's hard. It's hard to do that nowadays, although because like every movie has to have like some kind of like undertone message. Mm -hmm. Bridesmaids was good. That was twenty ten. Yeah, but Ghostbusters was not. But like Booksmart. That was great. That was great. That was pretty funny. Have you guys seen this new one that just came out where Marshawn Lynch plays the gym teacher? I I have not seen it, but it's called um, ah shit. Uh, Don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, gym teacher. uh, uh, Bottoms, I think it's called. called Oh, I've heard of it. I've wanted to watch, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. Sounds like one of those movies in the special room. It's a, no, it's a, it's about uh, lesbians, and he's he's like their male hornball PE teacher that teaches them how to be horny, but they're lesbians. So like it's it's Marshawn Lynch doing what he's done ever since like his career ended, which is he's like the new Mike Tyson. He's the guy that you're like, holy shit, this guy. Is oh, it's the girl from uh, the girl from yeah, from from the, Bear, Mr. Bear. Beef, the Bear. Yeah, oh, yeah, Bear. The Bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's pretty funny. It's a funny, it's a funny actual movie. Like it's actually really funny. It's but it's a is it only it's in a, theaters? It's a 90s. No, it's out. You can actually watch it on Hulu, I think, or uh, Peacock. It's a 90s sex comedy, like we like we grew up in. I know it sounds terrible. Yeah. Sorry, we did. We got American Pie, blah blah blah. It's one of those, but for oh yeah, there's Mark Sean Lynch. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious, like hysterical in that. I'll watch this shit tomorrow. Uh oh. We lost you, Zoe. Or is that me? Can you hear him, no. Aldo? He's uh, back. I uh, hit the volume on this little trailer for the bottoms because they hit this dude in the dick with their car. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. That's like at the end of, uh, well, I don't want to spoil the end of Strays, but boy, they sure do get that revenge. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I'll watch yeah. shit. Hot stove. Hot stove. <laughs> Hot stove, folks. Hot stove. Now... So I've had some people ask me, like, why do you keep saying off-season podcasting? This is off-season this podcasting. Is right, yeah. This is. I mean, we thought this all... was going to be like late January, but <laughs> when you're an all baseball show, like this is what you get sometimes. Like we can talk about the Bears. I can tell you why they need to keep Justin Fields. Ah, that first pick. Man, do you know how much ah. they're going to get for that first pick? You know how many right, teams talk about really need a quarterback? Let's get some bear songs. Oh, All right, what are you thinking? We, we might disagree. I think you keep Justin Fields. You trade that first pick because there's so many teams with absolute cheeks for quarterbacks right now. Are you now. bringing back Eberfus? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's my problem. That's that. So 
I think Here's I think a, Kevin, you tweeted it that whoever the next coach is, have him decide. But I think I just want correct. a completely new straight uh, or a completely new slate. I I don't, I don't want the coach picking Fields because then because then he goes, all right, Justin Fields, we give him two more years. Oh wait, he didn't work. He wasn't the guy. Let me pick a new quarterback now. That hedge coach gets an additional two years when maybe he doesn't deserve it. I just want What's a it? clean slate. I know I'm a Justin Fields fan. It's I the coaching does suck. Luke Getzey's garbage. It's just bad. I think they bad, bad they timing. Get rid of Getzey. They could even terrible timing. Bad but bad I want a clean slate. I want this team this to function like a normal. Franchise. How did it work? How did it work for Houston this year taking in a brand new head coach and a rookie quarterback? They're going to make the playoffs because I they forget, came in together. I forget what the stat is, but when is the last time the Bears had a head coach and like a GM and rookie Q- QB? Ne- like it one page, right? Bring them in together. Never or right. like Smart. forever ago. It's I just want a clean slate, function like an actual NFL fucking franchise. And I love, I love Justin. I, I like Justin Fields is an absolutely fan freaking tastic human being. He has said the right things. Mitch Trubisky said the right things, but was not even half the talent. I, we could joke about that, but the fact is, Justin Fields does a lot of things right. But we've known this since he was in college that his processing takes too much time when it comes to the pocket stuff. He, this is what when you have an elite line and you have elite receivers, he looked fantastic in college, but his decision making was still not like as a predictable kind of like concept. He's great, he says he's a good guy, he's done a lot of stuff for the community. It sucks, but he also deserves a fresh, clean start with a coaching staff that will treat him. He's come into a situation where Matt Nagy didn't want him. And then he got a new coaching staff that didn't draft him. And he's had to deal with all this bullshit. So you never know whose interests they're cared about in the first place. I wish him the best. He'll get a second round, probably a second round pick. I wish him, like, I hope he fucking burns the Bears, to be honest. Like, because he's he going to take the Falcons to the playoffs, probably. Yeah, he, like, Falcons. that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he. the Bears weren't prepared. Like, Justin Fields is a good like, quarterback. I do. I truly believe that. But I, do, I, I, very I much just can't have the same cycle. But it's, it's also, and you reset your fucking quarterback salary and you're going to get a guy. I'm sorry, Caleb Williams. I don't give a shit about this slander campaign of the entire fucking football season. That dude, if we, if the bears don't draft this guy, we're going to start the clock on a new, you guys didn't draft, draft Patrick Mahomes shit again. You guys want to go through that? I don't, I'd rather just say, look, we drafted Patrick Mahomes and it didn't work. Oh, well then the other shit, because everyone knows that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback coming out, period. There's no question mark. There's zero debate. And if it doesn't work, you know what? Everybody fucking sucks. But everybody, I don't think that he does suck. I think, especially with his defense, now the resurgent defense, I think that he actually, his 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 decision-making is quick. If you've watched him play, and I've gotten to watch every single fucking game on the West Coast now, the guy will make stupid decisions that you can reel back, but the guy makes plays where you're like, Holy, did he just throw that ball 70 fucking yards off his back foot? D- I'm just waiting for my turn. But what let's go. All right, so Zoe, you're on the other side. Just yeah, the trade Williams, the one pick. Caleb Williams is 6-1, and he can't beat good teams. But anyways, mm. keep Justin Fields, because what helps your team better? Getting an, Rolling the dice on a quarterback that you don't know, or – going out and being smart with your draft picks and getting a world-class wide receiver and a potentially just absolute beast of an offensive lineman. 
but you know what the fifth pick overall gets you? You can actually trade your second pick, your second round pick, and your fifth to move up so that you can draft both receiver and quarterback. Just saying. How's that work? That option's there. The Bears could literally trade up. They could trade. trade The the Patriots could take that trade, and you could trade the Patriots your second round pick and your fifth round pick, and the Patriots, Bill Belichick, if he's still the head coach at the time and not fired, obviously. They like to make. No, he's leaving. They make gold out of whatever. They get more so you can take it. I just hate that the. That Nagy was brought back, and then you pull or uh, Ryan Pace that was still in charge. Those guys should have been fired right away, or not right away, right then and there, because the, this is the cycle. We're going to it's the same cycle, and I'm afraid that that's just going to continue. With, I don't want the Getsy stink. The Getsy stink is like it's like trigger shot. Like someone's like PTSD. I don't want. You got really actually about Eberflus. He's got that defense rolling. That's a top defense in the NFL. Um, not until the fourth Wells. quarter when you drop fucking what's his name back into cover is like an idiot. And then he can't finish games. So I love uh, Matt Eberflus seems like a great defensive coordinator. Yes, he seems like a very good defensive. Well, coordinator. I don't think he's going to take that step. Back. We're getting Mike Tomlin, and everyone can shut up about it. It's happening. We're going to have Mike Tomlin. Now we're just getting so love. It. I'm not very sold on Caleb Williams, like a lot of people are, because of his inability to win big games and his height and just some of the shit he says off the field. Like, it's just very discouraging. I don't think it's as slam dunk as people think the whole, you know, jumping into the stands and crying to his mom. And then like talking about how he just wants to go home and cry and watch Netflix and shit. Like, I don't know. There's some, the dude paints his nails, other teams colors, like, and that's all fine and whatever, but he, couldn't beat Notre Dame this year. He couldn't, you know what I mean? Like he got, he lost to Washington. He, he's very good at bum slaying, you know, shit pack 10 teams, but I don't know. It's just weird. I, I'm not as sold on him as other people. Those are. were fake reports. Fake reports. Which uh, one was fake? I, I there's know. literally Alex video. There's literally video of him jumping into the stands Passionate. and crying to his mother. Passionate. I don't know how Wait. that's fake at all. What were the fake reports? What was it? The, the him going home and saying he wants to cry and watch Netflix. That's probably fake. Oh, dude, there but is the, him jumping into the stands and crying and crying. For, you're talking about Caleb Williams, right? Yeah, crying yeah. on jumping into his mom's lap and crying on TV because he lost. Dude, he is. I don't give a fuck about last year. I'm talking about this year. He lost this been, year's Notre Dame team. He lost to Washington. He didn't name a big game. He won this year. I'm also going to not discredit Notre Dame's defense, which was fucking fantastic. And it shut down fucking Ohio State, too. It took a fucking bullshit fucking, oh, we forgot how many guys were on defense to lose that game, too. I they mean, were we they can, were in that we fucking this all day because but Notre Dame has some really is, shit losses, too, this year. When your quarterback has to put up 40 fucking five points every night because your defense is that bad, I'm not going to judge a guy that knows that his defense that he's playing against can play prevent because your team's fucking can't stop anybody. Like, I'm sorry. Like he's, he's, he is it. I, and I, I'm, I'm not going to let this season with no defense. Look, it, it also tells me a lot when you know that he's coming out first off, cause his, his best wide receiver now is leaving too. But Justin Fields no, is a good out. dude. He's great. He's fantastic. All the person. Fun. Unfortunately. Know, oh, that, three yeah, years, that was real at all. This is three seasons of Justin Fields. Three seasons. Rex Grossman was fucking stewed and dead. Trubisky was skewed and dead. All of these Bears quarterbacks we've talked about and that have gone through were skewed and dead after year two. 
and we're giving Justin Fields a third year. I just well, I, I think the big difference is though we we uh, the, this uh, didn't work up until yeah. this last week against that loss against the Browns. I was still on the keep Justin Fields train if they won out, but in terms of like comparing him to other quarterbacks, Justin Fields has done things that no other quarterback has done. Period. Yeah, right. But and he's a special talent. Like he's so way better than his talent. Talent give, wise is better than. So I'll say this. Um, this is what I hate. This drives me nuts because everyone wants to show the fucking dropped passes, right? Every time there's a dropped pass, like it. it's not Justin Fields' fault. How about the every time he misses a wide open receiver like Cole Komet this weekend, wide open. All you got to do is fling it out there. Any good quarterback mm-hmm. can hit a wide open receiver. We've seen that with Jordan Love, who's not that good, but hits wide open receivers. But he, any do, quarterback misses passes too. But, but the problem with Fields is his progression starts with a screen and then extends to the deep instead of progressing from deep to back. And that's where he misses out. He missed out on at least, I watched the all 22, four touchdowns this weekend. Had he have just fucking thrown it out there and put it out there for his... Don't tell me about fucking the, the third string fucking tight end dropping a wide open pass. That's cool. But he also missed four dudes that were like, if you give that ball to fucking DJ Moore, if you throw that ball, if you throw a jump ball to DJ Moore in the back corner of the end zone, he didn't. He threw the ball fucking like out of bounds at the five. Like, what are you doing? So there's things that Whenever he still Whenever you need does. to breathe, I'd like to talk to I know, you. I know. I'm just saying like, I'm, I love him, you, but you, I you don't... make it difficult sometimes. Well, I know. You but let other people talk in a conversation. Yeah, but when people keep yeah, saying like we drop passes, drop passes, drop passes, but I think nobody here the, said uh, it. Missed wide open. But nobody here said it. What That's I'm true. saying, what do you want with Justin Fields? You want him to get better every year. His first 17 starts, 227 for 391 for 2,800 yards, 12 touchdowns, 15 INTs, a 75.1 pass rating. Those are his first 17 games. Now, his last 17 games, three over 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns with a 92.3 oh. pass rating. Shrug. He's getting significantly better. Yeah, by by 2029, he might actually be an average quarterback in the NFL. A 92.3 passer rating? That's average for you? Well, that's average. Then that now who's being ignorant? You know what? No, that you're actually using the stats of games he started. By the way, you know that right? Like, or games he finished? Games he finished? I think there's a stat because there's a stat going around. There's actually games finished. So it doesn't include, like, say, for example, the Vikings game, which he was playing, and then he got hurt, and it doesn't count. Yeah, because he has to run for his life half his fucking career because the Bears and the no offensive position. line. Guess who? Guess who had the second most amount of time of any quarterback this past weekend in the NFL? Yeah, he's not going to have Hall of Fame games every time. Who got sacked most times in the NFL last year? Not Rex Grossman. Part, part of it is him holding him down the ball too long because I will wear that one. But no, I think. I think, I think Justin Fields gets a though. terrible rap. I he's if not. They bad. take Caleb. It is what it is. But yeah. I am just on the record right now, and I'll wear it. Whatever. I am not as sold as on him as other people are at all. I don't think that Justin Fields is shitty either. Like I want to make sure I'm clear on that. But I think that a new coaching group will decide who the fuck they want, and that's it. That we don't have. We really don't have any choice. The the new group that comes in, they're going to choose who they want. If they there want, better be. It's their choice. There better be a new. Coaching, yes, yeah. and if they, yeah. it, look, just, if they say Justin Fields is a guy, let's go. That's, that's I have to say, um, that. I'm not going to pretend to be uh, an NFL scout here, but the uh, the guy who flipped from Georgia to Nebraska, um, writing that poem to make his that announcement, but uh, he's gonna be terrible. GBT. He's gonna be terrible. Oh, that was so bad, 
so bad. Nebraska thinks they're they're bad after that. No, no, no. that step back. They're 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 going the other way now. Yeah, <laughs> and that was terrible. I just with the whole draft thing, I feel like trading. You can get way more than they got last year for trading out of that spot because how okay. bad you're so not going to get DJ more. <laughs> Sorry, he's so well, good. I would you trade the one all, pick to the Panthers again. You guys all fucking all praise Caleb, right? If he's he's a better prospect coming into the draft than the other ones last year, and there's so many teams that need a quarterback this year, you'll get more for the first pick. DJ Moore has a thousand yards receiving with human can openers. That's the thing. Like Justin Fields is operating with uh, literally like Browning with Jamar Chase, Browning without Jamar Chase. You're seeing what a guy like DJ Moore is the most underrated goddamn wide receiver in the fucking NFL, and it pisses me off. I would agree with that. That guy is like literally throwing up a thousand yards with noodle arm Cam Newton. So not real Cam Newton, like the the, the faded Cam Newton noodle arm. And then all these like God dang, he had big games with Batman, for God's sakes. Like that dude is so good. So I good. Just like just trading a first round pick for him is a win because he's a first round talent. More teams that need a quarterback, and if Caleb Williams is this massive four. talent that everyone says he's going to be, people will pay a higher price than him than they did for the quarterbacks last year. So they That's can get more for the first round pick, and you can add more pieces to your team, solidifying the team in more spots than one. Yeah, but you really don't have to do that now when you have an elite defense. You just need a better offensive line. You can actually do that via... They, there's definitely holes on this defense that can be addressed in this draft. This is a very heavy O-line draft. This is a very heavy... There's a lot of D-edges in this draft, and it's actually a pretty good wide receiver draft, so they better get one of the good ones. So can we agree on this? Too. Montez Sweat is a fucking warrior-ass beast. A lot of people need to apologize because a lot of people oh. were shitting on the fucking GM for making that move. The, the that eliminates the fucking Claypool trade right there. That's the a fucking idea that was, some yeah. fans the thought. Claypool trade was awful. The yeah. idea that some fans thought that like they that polls did that trade and wasn't going to do an extension. Like what? Right. <laughs> it's like, did, wait, the Dodgers traded for Glass now? Are they going to sign him to an extension? Yes. It's like give him what the fuck he wants. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, and I get it's, it's kind of with like the same thing with the White Sox. It's like every time anyone does anything, you immediately go to the worst case scenario with it. And they've earned that. They've mm-hmm. earned it because they've all sucked Over for so long now. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's where everybody goes right away. Oh, you made this sweet, you made this awesome trade for Montez Sweat. Yeah, they're not going to sign up to an extension. What? Are you, <laughs> come on, use your fucking head here. Like, so I get it though. They've earned that. Without a doubt, they've earned that. Why is Mike Trout trending? If, it's, if Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future, I am so in. Obviously, I fucking love him. I bought his jersey. Uh-huh. But if he's not, I get it enough. So I'm not going to – guess what? I'm not making the decision. I'm only going no. to the Rose Bowl here in a week. I'm, I'm just going to watch Alabama hopefully roll tied over Michigan because fuck Michigan. But Oh, wait. Is this – is This is why Mike Trout's trending. MLB yeah. Network? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> How are you the Major League Baseball Network and you're so wrong about baseball? Well, this was a, we got to shout her out. Alana Rizzo. <laughs> Who is Alana Rizzo? Uh, some has to be an analyst. She, she she made a list of the top 10 players to debut in Major League Baseball since 2020 2009. Here's her list in order from 1 to 10. 
Number one, Freddie Freeman. Number two, Jose Altuve. Number three, Mookie Betts. Number four, Buster Posey. Number five, Bryce Harper. You guys catching a name that I haven't mentioned yet? (laughs) Number six, Corey Seager. Number seven, Manny Machado. Number eight, Mike Trout. Wait, holy shit. There's something crazier than Mike Trout being eight. Keep going. Number nine, Nolan Arenado. (laughs) Oh. And and number 10, the 10th best player to come in Major League Baseball since 09. Salvador Perez. Oh, <laughs> fucking Sal. Yeah. And the Sox got to get the, a top 10 guy in the last uh, 15, 14 years. So <laughs> according to this list, Freddie Freeman, Jose Otuve, Mookie Betts, Buster Posey, Bryce Harper, Corey Seager, Manny Machado are all better than Mike Trout. Rough. Mm-hmm. And Cody Bellinger. And, and we're not just talking about, we're not just talking about last year. We're talking about bo- whole body work. Period. Yep. Yeah, we're not talking about oh Mike Trout. Just the last th- couple of years, he's had injuries. Who's Alana you know? Rizzo? I don't know who Alana Rizzo is. I I think I will. I, I, studio host, like analyst, has. Oh. I mean, is. I mean, between oh, this I and the. Rizzo. Between this and the fucking, I know it's different networks, but between this and Ben Ver, Verlander saying Otani's the biggest signing in Dodgers history, like, who are we putting on TV? Like, what is going on right now? Oh, she has her own website. Here we go. Is an American sports reporter who is part of the Dodgers broadcast team from 2013 through 2020. She joined MLB Network in 2021. Uh, yeah, She's on really Chris Russo's High Heat Show con- oh, as a well, contributor. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Chris Russo just has been poisoning her brain. <laughs> Oh, she used to be. She used to work the the Dodgers. She was a Dodgers beat reporter, so that explains Freddie Freeman, number one, <laughs> and Mookie Betts. I mean, Mookie, Mookie again, these are great players, but all great players, but none of them are better than Mike Trout. Well, I would say Salvador Perez. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that hurts. This is what happens Dog? when nothing happens in the offseason, guys. Yeah. Off-season, they have to do oh, offseason. Like- Zero. The zero major league deals for the Chicago Cubs. And it is December 20th, 2000, our year of the Lord, 2023. Do you think that the Cubs are going to make any moves before Christmas? Although, because zero um, is zero. Uh, no, because I think everyone. Oh, wait, she, she actually explained herself in her, in a tweet. Oh, wait. She, she, she tweeted out the picture and said, your thoughts, question mark. She said, Trout is eighth on my list only because of the amount of time on the DL slash IL. If it weren't for that, he'd be number one. What say you? And then our friend Patrick Nolan responded. He knows. He said, Trout has four of the eight best seasons of any player to debut since 09 <laughs> and has already has more war than a majority of Hall of Famers through the age of 31. You asked for thoughts on this list, and, well, I don't care for it very much at all. Trout is number one, and it isn't even close. And apparently she had an affair with the Dodgers player. <gasps> oh. Dude, Alex, nothing gets by Alex. If anything happens, Alex has it in receipt. Alex, well, because he hacks their email. That's what he does. So, Missy, by the way, good luck with that. He's seen your I mean, if this was, like, to just, like, generate, like... Wait, shit, he's seen mine. Interaction, that's fine. I get it. Oh, wait, I think I did see this. I forget. I think it was earlier this year. It was with uh, Chris Iannetta. The first first reply under that tweet is, you shouldn't have a job analyzing baseball. (laughs) This is why no one likes you. What were you watching for the last 14 years? 
Probably with two N's. Like, why does she have two N capital N's? I don't know what that means. And now Yankees fans are mad that Aaron Judge isn't on this list. I guess he's, I mean, he's better than Salvador. Everyone's Perez. got their rage. Like, no Aaron Judge. Not the fact that the greatest ball player besides Otani. No, alive. it's a pretty good majority of these comments are about Mike Trout. Wow. Wow, we wow. Wow, wow, we wow. And all the famous memes are coming out. The Our expectations for, were low, but holy Buster fuck. Buster Posey! Like Buster fucking Posey? Yeah. The guy that's such a bitch that we had to change the game rules because, like, he doesn't know how to actually protect Buster Posey was good. But he didn't know how to fucking protect himself, and the game changed its rules and fucked itself. So Buster Posey can actually kiss my ass because he actually Me created great. soft soft ass catchers that don't know how to actually protect themselves. Buster Posey and the idea that they were protected instead of protecting themselves. And Buster Posey can kiss my ass. I am I am so anti Buster Posey. It's 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 actually insane. Um it's, um, it's kids learned about how to play the position that's called the tools of ignorance for a reason. I mean if she's going for the whole you know no bad publicity or no publicity is bad publicity. She's she's nailing this one because there is a lot of interaction on that tweet. But I, I don't know if it's worth sacrificing any kind of credibility that you have because I don't know who she was before this, but I can tell you one thing. I'm not really going for it. For <laughs> Are you seeking out Alana Rizzo's next top ten? No, no. Her and I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to go for a baseball history lesson with Ben Verlander. But it's just. Oof. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people just referring to him as the lesser Verlander. <laughs> just rough, dude. That is rough. Oh, man. That is rough. All right, I think we can just kill it there. Mitch didn't want to grace us with this. He probably yeah. watched this show and was like, I'm not getting on that shit show. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's a, few, he's a huge anti-Trouter. He thinks Trout sucks. He has Trout outside of, uh, outside of his top yeah. ten. He had Trout. Larry Garcia had more hits on him. And his people, counter, do forget. people do forget that Larry Garcia, people do forget. Larry Garcia had more hits than Mike Trout in 2019. Yep, in 2019, Larry Garcia. Don't had look more up hits than any Mike other Trout. fact or stat, or just know that. games played or anything like yeah. that. Don't just we should actually we should really make that shirt and just have it say Larry Garcia had more. Hits oh, you know Mike how they Trout do the, the, the side by side comparisons on uh, baseball reference? Like we should do that, but just the hit hit column. <laughs> and just block, block the rest of it. Just just <laughs> oh, I might do that. That's pretty. By the funny. way, everyone that's listening, this is actually how our DM goes. This is just us DMing right now, but we're just doing it verbally. This is, yeah, this is pretty much random shit. Just pops out like, oh, let's make a shirt about. It. Oh, to answer your question, um, Kevin, I I don't think the Cubs are going to do it. I I, th- I don't think the majority of any team is going to do anything until after Yamamoto signs, yeah. which hopefully Ooh. is this weekend. Hopefully they said by Christmas, right? Yep. Drop. Oh, oh, oh. See, this is the worst part. You know, these organizations are pissed. Too. Dodgers are happy, but you can't sell jerseys for potential players <laughs> until they've signed with you. So they can't. Christmas is terrible. Like Otani, Dodgers are gonna fucking hand over fist. Watch their jersey sales. But now Cubs. Uh. Uh, I had someone today, God bless their heart. God bless them. They are nice people. Said, Do you, what are you, what, what are the odds that you think that Christopher Morrell will be traded? He's my dad's favorite player. I'd like to buy his jersey for him. D- will he be a Cub in January? And my response was, I think so. Because I don't know. 
like the Cubs have plugged his ass so hard on social media, like with with like highlight reels and his stuff that he's going on, like in the other league. Are they selling him to Cub fans or are they selling him to somebody else? And that's what I'm like, like your guess, Aldo. Like, if what should I tell them? Like, they said, should they I buy their dad a Christopher Morel jersey? And he's his favorite Cub right now. I mean, mark my words, uh, somebody clipped this when he's traded, but I don't think I don't think he's gonna get traded. I think the way Craig Council's talked about him again, that could be just pumping up his tires. Hey, other teams, I think he's great, but. I think I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Morel uh, playing in, on the field. I think there is a big disconnect between David Ross and the front office in terms of what they thought about Christopher Morel. Really good point. Because Morel was mostly – I know he, he looked brutal on defense, uh, but I think there was a disconnect on how often he would play in the yep. field. And he, well, he was really good in a limited capacity, and the more you got, you found he struggled more the more they got taped. So he was Ross might have been protecting him too, but the fact is Morell is an exciting player. Cubs fans like him. You know, is he tradable? He's a jersey seller, so you can maybe trade him if you're gonna trade him. That's a selling piece, but I felt bad. Eco Horner jersey. He's gonna be around for like three years. Yeah, Eco freaking Horner obvious shirts and I love it. for Horner. Oh, but you know what? We don't and you can't judge, and even Sox fans too. Can you judge anything until spring training? Like till this is all done, like you can't. And Aldo and I, when I am there in Scottsdale, whatever the fuck it is, when the White Sox play the Cubs on February 28th, Aldo, I'm just just telling you right now, you got to show 28th? up. 28th, 28th. I think it, I don't know. I'm going to Innings Fest, and it's like the, okay. the I'm skipping the Friday the Friday early shows because they suck anyway. And I'm going to the Cubs. It's Cubs Sox, so if you it's might the be- 28th. I'm definitely not here. <laughs> oh no! If it's the week before. I'll still be. Hold on, let me pull it up. Uh, so if anybody going to Innings Fest, you guys can drink beers with me all weekend. But I want to get the light up. Hold on. It's, I think it's the fr- – because Friday – yeah, Sox play the Friday – February 23rd. Are you going to be there the 23rd? Okay. Yeah, I'll be in time. All right. Sox Cubs, the 23rd. That's the Friday. It's a noon game. Don't have to be at the festival till like 3.30. Going to have it. So, hmm. again, like barely anything has happened, except for like the AL Central has hmm. – done some stuff who would you bet on right now to win 2024 al central Ooh, like who i actually think is gonna win or who i would actually put who has like value to win gambling wise both who do you think is gonna win and who do you think has the best bet best value cleveland's, cleveland's gonna win at best value bets kansas city right now okay okay yeah i like that because cleveland also has that first pick in the draft too god damn yeah, they stole that. They, they have stole. no offense. They're not even the they're they're the maybe the third or second worst. They're like a second or third place team in the AL Central right now, and they got the number one pick. That's like last year with the Orioles. Getting I mean, theirs was different, I think, right? Because they were they weren't supposed to contend and they contended. But they had like the first pick or whatever. Jeez oh Pete. That the lottery kind of sucks, I'll be honest, because yeah. If, if the athletics or anybody that lost a hundred games doesn't get the first pick, it's a it's a bullshit system. Hey, don't suck for that many years. <laughs> That's the problem with the White Sox are gonna have. Mm-hmm. That uh, if they it looks like they're gonna suck in twenty twenty four, but their highest pick is gonna be tenth if they do. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Uh-oh. Um. 
so that's all though. That's Fids. I'm Zo. Uh, thanks for writing this out with us, everybody. I still have no idea what the comment session was about, but we will uh get some resets. I don't know. Well, next week would be two days after Christmas. Eh, we'll play it by ear. Next Wednesday, what we'll is that? Twenty seventh? Yeah. I'm in. I don't if they to... if the Cubs or White Sox do something, we'll be on. If they don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't think... I got the Rose Bowl on. I have to leave early morning on the twenty eighth for the uh, the Beef Bowl first. By the way, so if you guys are watching the Rose Bowl, look at the Beef Bowl, which is the Lari's where the the teams get to eat. But then Rose Bowl back corner of the end zone, second row. Bam. Yeah. All right, fuck, fellas. Fuck Michigan. Y'all be good to each other. Uh, have a great holiday for those of you that celebrate. And uh, be safe, and we'll see you guys next week, maybe. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.